When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I am a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Oh, yeah, live and direct right now on the TuneIn radio app. Search End of Days, and you'll find the 24-7 network. Or go to michaeldeacon.com. I was wondering if we were still on TuneIn right now. I believe we are. Thank God. So good evening to all of you out there, wherever you may be. I hope you had a great New Year's celebration. I hope no one had to uh, take a little trip to the ER. I enjoyed a few beers myself. It was quite the celebration. Of course, this is the first show of 2019. I'm looking forward to another year of mayhem with all of you out there. And tonight, well, tonight's going to be a bit of a rattlesnake. Joining me tonight is a very, very special guest. Too special. I'm so glad he's here tonight. Now let's waste no more time. Let's bring them in. Seven times. What's that? Um, are you gentlemen alive there? Hey. What's going oh. on, boys? We're, we are live on the air, finally. Oh, hello. Well, what's up, guys? I'm glad hey. you're here. Well, I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, for those that don't know, this is Bobby Anthem. And, of course, the other Bobby, Bobby Anthony here. We, we have two Bobbies in the house. <laughs> Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blaze. We got the Bobs here. The Bobs are in the, the house. Bobby. <laughs> here's the... I don't answer the Bob. <laughs> yes, sir. And here's the great part. We have another soul, a very special gentleman here on the line with us, who will be going by the name of E. He is a computer system analyst, and he will be shedding light into the whole hacker group that has swept the nation here. It's quite amazing. Uh, e, are you alive? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Oh, thank God you're there. Uh, I didn't mean to bore you through the whole intro there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we uh, get into all this craziness. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't delved too much into that... Uh... Any, any of the dumps or anything like that from the dark overlord, uh, you know, statements. Um, 
you know, what I, I have been tracking is, um, you know, some perceived, uh, active measures campaigns and, uh, you know, uh, basically researching to figure out what these techniques were. Even before I knew what active measures was, I could tell that there was some kind of like rallying of the trolls on the internet. And, um, you know, it was, it was, I noticed it about 2016 and that's when I pretty much began my research in that. And you were hooked. Were you basically born behind the computer like I was? Oh yeah, pretty much. Since, uh, about five years old using the computer. Oh, I'm with you on that one. You learned so many different, uh, tricks along the lines. So many, uh, gray areas you do explore once you become extremely curious behind the computer. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of, you know, anything that, um, you know, you want to build, um, you know, it basically enables you, uh, to like the scribe before the scribes were writing, you know, and now programming on the computer is like the modern day scribe if you can program, but the scribe is making the words commit to action. Understood. Understood. And there are those in the chat room who, uh, are questioning you just a tiny bit there. Very suspicious of you, E. Oh, I haven't seen the, the chat room. Oh, well, don't worry. The chat room is always very lively. And remember, you, you can loosen up here. Uh, it's okay. I myself, I'm, I'm going to have a beer right now. I hope you don't mind. I sounds fine. Oh, yeah. Well, tonight is a bit of a celebration for those that don't know. Here is another year. Uh, to celebrate with all of you since I didn't get a chance to really do so in the last episode. But enough of that. This isn't about me. This is about you. And, of course, you've been in this for such a long time, my friend. Do you ever recall a time where things were, were this outrageous in terms of technology and where we are headed in the future and what hackers are, I guess, capable of doing today? It's not really that far off from what they were able to do in the 90s. However, it's evolved so drastically. What's your opinion on that? Um, so, yeah, basically the reach now is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's basically up to your creativity, essentially. I mean, people who build these campaigns, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, you know, skilled people thinking about very high level. And then there's something called reflexive control. After the, after the, uh, the troll rise happens, the troll rise has to actually be the reflexive control that you intended to keep the trolling going. So it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I've seen a lot of trolling, um, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, it's really up to the creativity of the operator. Amazing. Um, I, I can go into some of the active measure uh, procedures at some point whenever you guys uh, want to. Definitely, and that's another thing I was going to ask you about. Uh, memes, very effective. I believe you talked about that before on another platform. We won't go into details on that, but I, I think that's true, correct? Uh, memes, I mean, they're they're powerful. Um, I think uh, what, one of my colleagues actually told me that uh, – Memes, um, you can go to jail for writing memes, you know, in Russia, you know, and authoritarian can. Uh, countries. Really? Yeah. Memes could get you in trouble in another country, possibly locked up. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Good Lord. 
But yeah, memes are, are very effective. Bobby, are you alive? Any of the Bobbies alive? Oh, yes. I'm just listening. What do you think yeah, about that? I'm, I'm just glad just we're in America. <laughs> you guys are glad we're in America. Yeah. Shit. No kidding, right? <laughs> we we like to make memes all the time yeah. on Twitter. So. You bastards. You have some freedoms. You bastards you are the. Are, are you two bastards the ones making memes about me? No. <laughs> okay, I'm just making. That sure. might be a friend of ours. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just just curious here. Uh, so, E, <laughs> um, very curious about all of these things. And for those at home, what are some of the precautionary measures they should take? I guess you say when they, let's say, for an example, buy something online. Is that actually a, a smart thing to do nowadays? I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with buying things online. Um, you know, you proceed as normal. Uh, it's better to use second factor or multi-factor authentication, you know, and um, try try to expose as, as little as you can. But it's, uh, that's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, of course it, it hurts the bricks and mortar companies too, but, um, you know, it's up to the user's convenience and whatever they prefer. Understood. Understood. And of course, going back to this, uh, dark overlord, what was this another group before they branched off to, uh, form this group here? Um, I, you know, I can't, I, I don't know the, uh, provenance of that group in particular. Um, you know, all I can say is, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's hard to do the attribution for those types of things. It's not impossible, um, based on characteristics, you know, that they might re-exhibit or something if they were going to trace that back. Um, it's mainly, you know, like what kind of interesting information are they going to, to, to dump? And is it really, uh, you know, as substantive as, you know, perceived because there's, you know, a statement, for example, you can make a statement and then when they look at the evidence or what was presented, it might not be as substantive as the statement, but the statement alone has an effect, you see. Certainly. And for those out there who don't exactly know what we're talking about, where we are referring to a hacker group that announced that it had breached a law firm handling uh, multiple cases related to the September 11th attack. And a lot of people do believe that the Dark Overlord, that group, sounds legit. Um, are you under the same notion, E? Um, I, 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 like I said, I can't really speak to what their level of uh, legitimacy is or the, you know, whatever materials were released. Like I said, I haven't, unfortunately I haven't looked at that material yet. Um, you know, I have read previous dumps and whatnot and, uh, you know, sometimes there's interesting things there. Uh, I just don't know for certain for this one as of, as of now. Well, that's a fair answer. And I understand. And in terms of September 11th, do you believe in your opinion, perhaps something fishy might've happened that morning? Or do you think that's completely nonsense that the narrative, the narrative uh, is what it is? Yeah. So, you know, that's also one of those subjects. So I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've looked into this before and there's all kinds of, uh, you know, statements and, uh, you know, evidence and it's kind of fishy. You know, some of it does look fishy. Um, you know, and I mean, unfortunately, 
Um, I try to sit back, you know, and, uh, I digest it. I don't, I myself, I don't want to be a victim of an active measure campaign, you know, that could be some kind of sensationalized misinformation or, or whatever. But, you know, some of that, some of those, the, you know, the theories and, and what's been stated, you know, can really get people fired up. Oh yeah. This whole topic gets people very rowdy. I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's touchy, you know, I mean, it basically, you know, a lot of it is talks about like false flags and, um, you know, really that's the, that's the, you know, the, the attribution part is difficult, you know, then, you know, like it could be any kind of party trying and trying to, you know, uh, misrepresent another. Indeed. And especially today, you don't exactly know what's true nowadays, especially in today's climate. Journalism is a very, very dirty word. We don't exactly know what's legitimate news or not. Strange. Yeah, I know I have a hard time sifting through all this shit. That's kind of why I tune out of everything. What do you mean, Bobby? Uh, like, uh, I don't really get my news from the television anymore. I kind of just watch whatever's on YouTube. But sure. even the even the right and the left, they're both so lopsided that it's like, you know, one side's always bashing the other. And I'd rather see something straight down the middle, but you can't really find anything like that because there's always somebody that's going to pick apart one specific thing or detail that they're going to dig into and try to milk as much as they can from it. And then they're going to like move on to the next thing that they find. And, it, and it's like that on both sides. But, you know, even outside of politics, when you watch the news, what you're seeing is not, I mean, it can be any story. It can be any simple little story. And, in my experience, in my personal experience with at least the local news, they don't, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily interested in telling you the truth. They want to tell you the best story, you know, um, just about anybody who's been on the news or has had family members or friends who have been on the local news, they can tell you the exact same thing. So that's kind of the reason why I kind of unplugged myself from the news, you know. It's very difficult to find a news source that is bipartisan. That's the difficult part. Every bit of uh, information we get out there is laced with opinion. Exactly. That's another thing that most people out there aren't really aware of, sadly. Uh, e, how do you feel about that? Are you uh, under the same notion that we are, that we can't exactly trust all the news sources out there because everyone has an, an agenda? Apparently. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, sensationalizing the news. Um, you know, there's, there's all this misrepresentation, you know, that's basically, um, if they want to further promote something, they just keep on reintroducing the message, changing it slightly. Um, but you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta have critical skepticism at all times, especially when observing the news. Oh, yes. One must learn how to discern, which is one of the biggest issues in America. No one at home really does their homework or discern anything. It's uh, amazing, really. Uh, so go there ahead. are um, so the countries, for example, so, uh, the in the Baltic states and um, Ukraine, they actually have like week, weekly shows on uh, disinformation. The quote, the quoted fake news is actually is is really disinformation. And um, they actually air shows in Latvia and Ukraine and I believe Estonia as well, maybe and maybe even Lithuania. But um, 
they are they have shows and they actually in Finland for example they they train the children during primary schooling to spot disinformation because uh Finland when it separated uh from Russia it's been fighting uh you know those types of disinformation campaigns probably since its existence and um you know they their people are are more uh hardened um uh, you know to this type of uh you know affront or whatever to their mental cognition right and e is there anything about the whole conference circuit that you can tell us about in terms of some of the talks that you've given without revealing too much about yourself that is oh yeah i can i mean i can uh you know i'm provide material um you know as far as uh you know some some of the active measures techniques i mean, mainly um you know what's interesting is is uh you know there's actually been you know i started i put down my talk uh at the beginning of the the year well probably a couple months in i started you know really putting it down but i had, i had been researching this since 2016 um, you know, because what I had seen, uh, was, you know, some, a, a marshalling of the trolls, like a rallying to get them to basically telling, uh, instructing them on all their different devices to reset their IP addresses and then go to a particular website and vote for a particular individual. <laughs> ah, and, uh, okay. it was basically for every device and they would say, go press this button on this site. And it was to AstroTurf poll results. Mm. Um, I so see. it's easy to do. And do you guys recall when, um, you know, the FCC website, the tampering, you can't trust any kind of, um, the democratic process from anonymous <laughs> submissions from a website. So when, when people, uh, when, for example, they were uh, doing the net neutrality, they had to get a certain amount of posts for net neutrality. They found out that there was people impersonated that were posting to say that they wanted to do away with net neutrality and therefore tampered with the uh, the process to, to initiate change in government. Yeah. Were those things actually bots? I heard uh, some from somewhere that they were at, they were bots programmed by yeah. like a hacker group or something. Absolutely. Yeah, they were it was it was it was scripted out bot behavior. Okay. So you definitely believe that Russia had influence on the election. Um so the threat I called uh, you know it's hard to do exact attribution uh but I would say the threat actor has commonality um and uh the threat actor has seems you know to have uh you know, t- uh, perform, seems to perform this type of thing on their own people and spread out and tested it, you know, in Europe and over in, uh, in the United States. But the thing is that, um, there's other, uh, you know, groups that are also active in this. This is, this is actually, you know, in, in some cases, this type of manipulation is purchased through PR firms, marketing agencies. That's, they use it to manipulate sentiment. And, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, fake a social movement, <laughs> you know, or, or have right. So it's, you know, they're, they're paying for the services and people and businesses use it against each other. Uh, you know, uh, threat actors, you know, they could be, you know, a nation state. They could be anything. Incredible. Bobby, how do you feel about that? Both Bobbies. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, to me, it just, it just, it, it, it's hard for me to have faith 
in any system. I don't blame you. you. Know? I don't blame it's you. Just, it's just so hard to have faith. It's so hard to to get behind anything when there's so much corruption, you know, uh, so much manipulation, you know, and, and, and again, coming from both sides, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm all over the place. Cause I know, I know where my mind is going, <laughs> but if I have trouble finding the words, um, it's just, it's discouraging. Don't worry, Bobby. Your opinion is as good as anyone else's. I appreciate that. No doubt. But, yeah, it's just, it's just discouraging. It is. It really is. That's one thing that will definitely turn off a lot of people is once you actually conceive that notion that a lot of these people aren't exactly who they say they are, nor their intentions are for the best. Yeah. That's one of the things a lot of people don't take for consideration. It's it's truly sad in America that we definitely are the minority, those folks that are aware of these things, while the rest are basically blindfolded to all of these things, these Thoughts and notions. Everyone is kind of stuck seeing uh, the micro instead of the bigger cosmic picture. In other words, for lack of better words, it's it's really really disturbing. Yeah. It's really disturbing once I think about it. I, I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but holy shit, it's it's insane. Especially in 2019, I thought we would have flying cars by now, but all we have are are, are just uh, yeah, sex tough. robots, basically. Well, we do have robots. They're just not releasing them yet. I, I think I think they have a lot, and that's another strange thing. We what's up with the flying cars? Why don't we have that yet? <laughs> They're working on it. <laughs> we have self we have self driving cars. We have uh, it's getting there. Have, come on, robots. <laughs> we have robots on social media. Uh, yeah. Russian bots. The robots. The bots I think uh, I think Elon Musk is handling all that though. That's a great mind there. Uh, e, how do you feel about Elon Musk? That's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, doing, you know, he's doing business. Uh, he seems, he seems like he's doing good, I guess. I mean, he's super ri- wealthy and he's very wealthy. He's trying to build cool stuff. So, I mean, I can appreciate that. Me too. I'm curious about that whole underground system that he wants to get going. Sounds interesting. I mean, if it if it works without causing any damage. <laughs> Word, if it works, that's the question. That is the question. And and yes, Drew in the chat room, we are taking calls. That number is seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. One more time, seven six zero three three two eighty seven twenty four. Don't be shy. We want you to call in. So yeah, don't be afraid to call in, folks. It's perfectly fine. Looking at you, Drew. So going back. To all these crazy topics, uh, E, I talk a lot about everything under the sun, but one of those things are extraterrestrials. Have you ever really gone down that road? Um, you know, I study, I try to study a lot of ancient history stuff. So once you get to a certain point in studying ancient materials, um, you know, it becomes, you know, less and less what really occurred and, um, you know, what is it? The, the, uh, ancient Sumerian said that the king lived for like 64,000 and 32,000 and the, the, the age kept on, uh, you know, uh, de- 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 declining there. And then, you know, then I'm like, well, it's kind of like the clones, <laughs> you know, clones live less than, uh, uh, you know, the original, you know, from what we've seen. And, uh, you know, who knows if we're clones of some aliens or, 
who knows what this perceived reality really is, the optic sensor that I perceive it with and the other sensors that I have is actually not what the real reality looks like. It's just my sensor's interpretation of the electromagnetic spectrum. So, you know, it's hard to say. Very difficult to make that determination. But in theory, life does exist uh, elsewhere. It's got to. Yeah, in some way. It's got to be out there somewhere. I truly believe that. And by the way, E, where exactly are you from, if you can say? Uh, so I'm, I'm from, uh, the South. <laughs> ah, the South. Okay. So, so in okay. the United States. So, yeah. Understood. Good answer. So, um, so, so, uh, another thing that I bring up in my presentation is the, uh, the, uh, the advertisements that were put into Facebook, uh, that, you know, the Senate, uh, had hearings on that was basically promoting both sides of the argument you know the 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 way that the active measure campaign works in this type of system where the trolls work hardest is to have uh the most polarized what's called uh toxic bullshit if i can uh, say that on here oh yeah and uh you know the most polarizing divisive toxic bullshit that you can throw at the at the polar opposites of each uh, discussion and then have them show up in the street and fight each other and then even bring in neutral parties. This was actually a proven uh, method. It only cost $200 in targeted dark advertisements based on the big data that was collected from uh, by Cambridge Analytica and other sources that would who knows how many sources they have to enrich their data set. It's a bunch of post-processing and enrichment based upon the amount, the types of posts that occur they correlate who these different IDs are online, and then they build the psychographic profiles. Uh, they call them psychographics for each individual, and then they know who would be most amenable to the type of uh, active measure campaign operation that the operator is trying to put together. Holy so shit. to cause chaos. Jesus Christ. That is yeah, a, I've been researching this for a oh while. I mean, I've been, I, I, had, I didn't even know what it was, and then I just deep dove all over it. Yeah, that, that's disturbing. And a lot of people aren't even aware of that. It's powerful. Um, uh, for example, I mean, Cambridge Analytica's data is serious for ultra targeting. Um, the, you know, Ted Cruz had actually won the primary in Iowa and he was using Cambridge Analytica, the super PAC, I believe that donated to their campaign millions of dollars. The, the donator, I believe his name was Mercer. He was part owner of SCL, uh, and um he essentially donated to himself yeah, he, uh, you know he, uh, i believe he's part owner of um uh mm-hmm. Cambridge Analytica as well at the time and they won that Iowa caucus via their ultra targeting it's a basically you know it was called a military escalation of data driven campaigning uh because they ended up micro targeting people with unsolicited mailings that's what got them killed jesus christ yeah see once you start going into that it's really hard to not think that 9-11 was not pre-orchestrated to some extent. There's also, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, suspicious uh, terrorist activity. The, oh, the yeah. bombings of the uh, apartments in Russia, the, you know, 9-11 looks suspicious as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, tons of suspicious, you know, activity, uh, you know, that might not have accurate attribution, Um is is tough. Someone brought up Facebook, uh, Zeke, in the chat room. Facebook is not Cambridge Analytica, he says. And uh, speaking of Facebook, are you even on Facebook at all? Uh, I, I've used Facebook. Um, 
But uh, the uh, uh, no, I'm not saying Cambridge Analytica is Facebook. Uh, Cam- uh, Fa- Cambridge Analytica and other data scraping uh, or uh, systems, they're trying to get as much data on you know comments and uh, postings and what people like and what people are sharing, and then based upon that, they run that through a bunch of post processing enrichment. And they can, uh, they have all these psychographic profiles where you fall on this thing called the ocean scale. And then they could do basically a big query who would fall within, uh, being amenable to this type of, uh, campaign essentially. And that way, you know, they can either micro target and do super dark ads individually or they can target larger groups. Incredible, really. Bobby, how do you feel so, about that? Uh, I just wanted to ask. Even if we're not on Facebook, they um, they have our information anyway, and they're targeting ads toward us. Yes, um, uh, so without social media. Yeah, different things called. Uh, there's perma cookie. Um, there's all these things, right? So the way your computer communicates on the internet, in some ways, uh, you know, is well, basically profilable. The way your com- your computer is going to render the page to do something called the perma cookie. And it takes into account how your GPU or your CPU is rendering the image and some other attributes that it can pull from the system. And then it hashes that, and that is actually your unique identifier that's um, trackable between different sites and tracking systems. Okay. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you was uh, VPNs and the the, un, um, the non-loggable VPN services. Um, are those good, or are they, you know, just pretty much useless in a way for people to make money off of you? You know, that's a tough call. Um, if you, I mean, you have to really trust that VPN provider. You know, if you want real, uh, you know, any kind of, uh, security there because then, you know, they, they, they have everything right there. They're proxy in between you and whatever you're requesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's up Your information it's up goes to, somewhere. Yeah. Some people set up their own, um, you know, on servers and colos and whatnot and, it just depends, you know, if you trust the VPN provider. Oh, okay. Trust no one. Trust, trust no, one. no one. That's right. Basically, there's no there's no privacy. No matter how private you think you're being, your information is going somewhere. Yeah, that's the same oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the same thing that John McAfee would say. That there is no privacy, nor any security. No, just a false sense of security, I guess. By the way, E, how do you feel about our friend? John McAfee. Uh, yeah, he's interesting. Uh, yeah, he really is. He's an interesting cat. He was actually supposed to be on the program uh, last year. I was talking uh-huh. to his wife. She's a prostitute, or was rather. Yeah. Pretty interesting guy. A very nice woman. <laughs> I, I really liked her, but, you know, that guy, he's a little bit unreliable, so very hard to get him on here. But he's very well aware of the program. We... Have a mutual friend. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, so maybe one day down the line, uh, John McAfee will be here. What a crazy bastard, huh? <laughs> I like to say interesting. <laughs> that guy's going to have the fucking feds on me quick. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Most likely. I'm not sure if I'll bring him on here. As if you're not in enough trouble as it is, Michael. Oh, I'm in a lot of trouble, actually. Yeah, that's true. We'll go over that in the second half. But... um yeah, E, goddamn. I, I definitely want to, well, actually, before we even close here, because I know I don't have too much time with you here, but uh you boys have any questions for E before we let him go here? 
I'm, I'm actually just, I'm, I'm actually just, uh, trying to take in everything that I'm hearing, you know. There's a lot um, that he revealed here in a short time. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a Yeah, I mean, we can keep on going if y'all want to. Yeah, I could, we'll go a little bit longer. It's fine. I was just mostly curious about the VPN and the security and privacy. Just, I know there's no total security from uh, somebody wanting to access your information. I just wondered if there was a certain level of security that you could get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just depends on you know what your what your requirements are, what you know what you're doing. Um, uh, and there's there's different there's different security ratings, but um, you know just using uh, a trusted VPN provider, I guess, is fine, or your own setup. Um, you know, that's that's one of those things. I can't really suggest any particular one. By the way, oh, okay. by the way, Drew in the chat room wants me to ask you, ask E the realism behind the term fire sell. Fire sale? Mm-hmm, that's what he asked. I'm not sure what I'm not exactly sure what he means by that. Drew, you're encouraged to call in. You yeah, Drew. The, you have the number. Yeah, you have the number. I'm not quite sure why you just don't call in. You're more than welcome to. Don't be shy. It's just uh, us three here. Yeah, the only fire sale I can remember as I was watching uh, one of the Die Hard films and the, Justin Long played a hacker. And, um, like a fire sale was ah. some kind of hacker term or whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's, you know, if they get a bunch of data or whatever, they could sell it off. But, you know, we're, we're still waiting for, uh, was it the Shadow Brokers Monthly <laughs> Data Dump? You guys remember that one? I do. It was like they were gonna do a subscription service with Shadow Brokers. They're oh, yeah. they're gonna dump a new tool or something every so often. But uh yeah, I mean Parcel. Right. And actually speaking of hacker movies, I, I should say, do you recall that classic movie in the nineties, Hackers with Angelina Jolie? Yes, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I like that one too. It was a very uh, good film. And by the way, we do have a caller. Let's bring them on. This may be Drew. Uh, are you alive there? Hello. What, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hello. 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 Can you hear us? Yeah, Michael. What, what's up, buddy? How's it going? It's Drew. Drew, what's up, man? Did you have a question for E here? I did, and it was it's a fire sale question. But as I was dialing the number, he was sort of answering the question. But yeah, it's based off the Die Hard 4 movie. I'm just curious Die Hard. whether or not, yeah, I'm, I'm a Die Hard fan, whether or not the term fire sale is is realistic, at least how it was portrayed in the film. I mean, taking down what, what the three or four main uh, branches of the economy, what the banking system, the infrastructure, and I forget the other one. I'm just curious if it's, if it's, if it's realistic or if it's just, uh, you know, Hollywood. a Hollywood term. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't, I can't really say. Hey, I have no idea. I didn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I've actually seen that. Or I probably have seen it, but I can't remember. Okay, can I ask another question? Go ahead, Drew. The floor is yours. And by the way, this is the first time you've called in, right? Yeah, first time. Amazing. Go I ahead. last week's episode. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Michael, every time you say amazing, I take a drink. Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, well, the thing is, I'm actually drinking right now. Well, I think the whole chat room is drinking right now. You got to drink. So, Piggy. To piggyback off off the uh, the questions about VPNs, about VPN. very private networks. Yeah, I'm just I'm again I'm going to repeat the question or just ask it again, but I'm I'm curious. Um, 
Do we as just the common folk out there who aren't as well informed as he is regarding the the inner workings of computers and safety protocol, if we should be considering a VPN or if we should just use common sense when, when searching online mm. from home, whether we're purchasing through valid websites right. like Amazon or not? That's a great question. E, go ahead. All right. So in, in from the perspective of uh, just purchasing and whatnot, the VPN is helpful if you're connecting to a network that you don't trust as much, okay? So if you're connecting at Starbucks or whatever, the unfortunate thing is um, when you open up your computer, you start, you, you know, in the public space, yeah, it actually broadcasts all of the previous SSIDs that you connected to, and uh, people can spoof that, and then you'll connect to them, and then, you know, they'll they can man in the middle proxy you. Um, uh, the VPN. Uh, you know, if you automatically are connecting to VPN, uh, that might help, but that still won't, uh, prevent that man in the middle with the, the authentication attack and then have you force reconnect to them. Um, but, uh, the VPN is there to help increase your privacy level while in a public place, really. Uh, at home, if you trust your network, I mean, it depends. If your Wi-Fi router was one of those that got popped in a bunch of those IoT exo, uh, exploit sweeps. Right. You know? It just it just depends on if you trust the network or not. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you so much for calling right. in, Drew. Really appreciate it, my friend. You bet. All right. Take care. And there goes Drew, first-time caller. That was amazing. And, oh, yes, very, very cool. And a great question. Lots of individuals out there are completely just unaware of all these ways hackers can compromise your computer. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And I'm not tech savvy at all, so it's like, gotta get as much protection as I can. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the absolute worst with it. Blaze will, Bobby Blaze will tell you I'm the absolute worst with technology. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I've done so much damage to myself online. Um, you know, going to different websites, downloading different things, just playing around on social media, which I'm not on much i'm not on facebook but i mean the damage is done <laughs> I would yeah, assume. So, like how much do i have to worry about you know i can bet you you're on a few watch lists there buddy oh my I'm, god I'm sure <laughs> i'm absolutely certain of that yeah you know one of the dirtiest little tricks i used to use and it's been over 10 years so i could talk about this pretty pretty freely um one of the things i was doing for science of course i was uh, sa- sending these uh photographs but they weren't JPEGs. They were .exe files, if you know what I'm saying, E. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in the day, on uh, ICQ, rather, that was uh, my go-to. Usually, you send a file there, and it's allegedly a quote-unquote photo, and once you have someone click that, you get this nice little notification on ICQ, and you enter that in, in this little program, and you were able to obtain an IP address, and then you were able to connect to a computer and by doing so you own them completely it was pretty amazing back in the day e, oh you know, you know that's <laughs> you know what like I'm talking back about. in 99 i, I re- recall that on icq hell yeah i'm old school I yeah, was, was a, on icq it was it was icq was pretty good great times uh, and and that you know like the that's a social engineering type of attack you know but uh it's like, oh yeah, ASL, here's your, uh, here's my photo. 
AOL chat rooms taught me well, my friend. <laughs> and so yeah. did MIRC. Lots of uh, great friends there still. A lot of uh, supporters there in the shadows. I appreciate those guys very, very much. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when uh, the Internet was basically all bulletin board systems and chat rooms instead of uh, websites and with pictures and all that stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> those were good times. Yeah. All the terrible hosting websites like Lycos and Homestead, GeoCities. You remember any yes, of that? GeoCities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember internet. dialing mm. in to my, my friend's computer to play Heroes of My Magic. Good Lord. <laughs> Very yeah. old school, indeed. Very, very old school. Lots of people still use AOL today, which is, I, I don't, I'm not even sure how. That's interesting. I thought it would be uh, completely dead. No, AOL still going strong, and so is a Net Zero the last time I checked. I'm sure they still have customers. Good God. <laughs> e, do you remember Net Zero? Uh, yeah, is that the one where they gave you free internet to watch ads or something, or was that? Correct. They would, it was free internet, but the catch was they would bombard you with this huge ass banner that would take up your entire screen. I recall something like that. <laughs> well, I used to use that for a short run, uh, until I obtained another, um, place to connect, if you know what I mean. And regardless, rather, I had figured out a way to get rid of that banner entirely. Which is. Yeah, that's the life. Oh yeah. There was a couple providers like that and there was some hacks. You know, you could, you could get either make the banner really, uh, small or you could, you know, try to remove it somehow. Oh yes. Such fun times. Those were much simpler times and someone in the chat room says he still has MySpace. Oh wow. MySpace is still around. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of independent, uh, a lot of independent bands on MySpace. Yeah, there's a lot of bands on there still, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My God. How are they even, who goes there? Other bands. <laughs> so it's just like bands go there and hang out? It's largely, it's networking. A lot of net, the last, last time I checked, which, you know, truthfully was years ago. Wow. Um, it's just used for networking. It just makes it a little bit simpler because you go there and you pretty much know who you're targeting. You know exactly what you're, who's going to see you. You know, you know what I mean? Um, it's just simple. I kind of like it that way. I'm not on MySpace, but. Again, the last time I checked, that's largely what was going on. It's not exclusively for bands, but um, there are just a lot of them who are still there, and it works for them. You're friends with Tom, Bobby? <laughs> I'm not. I've never been on MySpace. I'm, I'm just aware of it. <laughs> so, no, that's Tom funny. and I have never had a single conversation. You guys were never one. Understood. Uh, e, <laughs> how, how about you? Were you rocking MySpace back in the day? Yeah, way back in the day. Um, I was, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna bring up one of the trollings that my friend did, like, way back in the day. Oh, I need to hear this that. This is probably like 2004, 2005. Had no idea, you know, until I, until I actually had received a phone call about it. It was interesting, but, um, he, uh, he, this guy, he was, he was from Norway and he spoke six languages adeptly. And he wrote on a, on a, it was, it was a type of marine animal forum. And he had wrote this dissertation on this new species of this type of organism that he had discovered. And it's like three paragraphs, very compelling. And at the end, it says, click here to find out more. You got 50,000 clicks. Oh, my God. Okay. You got 50,000 clicks. 
and um, it loaded something called Final Measure. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, and that was basically a bunch of pop-ups, disturbing pop-ups, and stuff would happen on their computer, you know, and noises, and it's a troll pranking type of thing for the for the maximum lulls. Incredible. So that's just the basic type of thing that. It pretty much any and all of us have to kind of worry about or look out for. Oh, Bobby, if if you only knew the things you were able to do back in the 90s, it, it's just, <laughs> I, my goodness, I was able to turn on webcams and uh, open up people's files or basically yeah. use something called, I think, I think maybe E remembers this. Do you remember the Matrix chat, E? Uh, maybe. You remember, uh, I think it was Back Orifice. Um and uh I'm trying to remember the name. It had a it had like a yellow nuclear symbol thing on it, but it was it was an OP program that would nuke computers. Um there was yeah, back then it was so rampant. You would net message somebody, you know, and then it would just you know you can net message somebody directly over the internet because they're dialed straight into the internet. Right. There's no firewall on their computer to block anything. So it was just it was wild it was, it was rampant to the max. It was mayhem. <laughs> For those that don't know in the golden years you were able to do a lot of crazy shit and you still, you still are, but it's a lot more difficult nowadays. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Well, I remember you know that there are still some people who are accessing people's, um, webcams for, for pranks. You know, oh, yeah. You can check. I, I seen a, in, in real time demonstration, demonstration, um, there's a website, showdan.io. I don't know if y'all heard of it. There's a couple of services out there, and of course there's intelligence agencies, I'm sure, that are dragnet, um, measuring what ports and services and whatnot are responding on, you know, computers directly connected to the internet. Right. And so you can go in and type a user agent string for something like one of those cameras. Oh yeah. You just, mm -hmm. you pick a camera that's exploitable, and then you can make it dump its memory and log right into it with its own credentials. It's, it dropped. And control the camera in the person's living room. I've seen, uh, you know, like a live demonstration uh, before with this. And I was like, wow, that's bold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And if anyone does any research, look up Sub 7 and some of the things you were able to do with that program going back to the 90s. And you can just imagine how things have evolved since then. It's pretty mind-blowing. And, yes, of course, the webcam thing, there are multiple websites you can actually go to and watch public uh, cameras, some that are, you know, known and not so known. All, all it really takes so, is a simple Google search and you could find this yourself. It's pretty alarming. Go ahead, E. All right. Yeah. So as, as we're talking about cameras on the internet, right? So right. public cameras all over the place. I'm sure y'all even seen those Eagle cameras and whatnot. And they're just on the Eagle Nest and whatnot. But so there was uh, a famous, uh, thing that, you know, was documented, which was, um, a camera looking, I believe it was, it was downtown New York City or Central Park or something like that, but the, um, some trolls had basically said, oh yes, yeah, show up for free hot dogs at this location. <laughs> and they had the public camera aimed at that location and a bunch of people showed up but didn't get any hot dogs. Wow. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty dirty. Yeah. But yes, it's, it's a trip what you can actually do nowadays. And E, how do you feel about, uh, swatting? It seems like those people that do the whole in real life streaming, a lot of these individuals get swatted. Oh man. That's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, no, it is. It's, they dox them and then they, um, they, you know, they swat them 
which, you know, is, you know, just, uh, you're talking about when they call the police saying that, hey, there's this Word. person with a gun or something mm-hmm. at the house. You know, they, they come up with some extreme situation and the police show up and end up accidentally killing the, the person who was the target of the swatting. It's happened before and it, it's insane, really. Uh, e, you might not know this, but I've gotten death threats before. No one's ever swatted me, but death threats, that's, you know, I, I think that's kind of common. I offend a lot of people out there, so I understand that they have the right to be that angry at me. Totally fine. I understand. But the whole swatting thing, that, you know, that's, that's another level of dirtiness right there. Absolutely. It's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bobby's, how do you feel about that? I think swatting is extremely fucked up. That's like taking things Word. way too far. Way too far. Yeah. Um, and plus they feel, they feel powerful because they're behind the computer. They, they're in their little safe space. The, like that's just the way that I see it. And they're like, all right, so I've got this power that, you know, I can, I can get your information and I can send the police to your house and fucking, I don't know. I think it's just the most fucked up thing that could happen. Like say you've got a family and the, the SWAT team just busts into your house and like somebody gets shot, somebody gets beaten down. It's happened before. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Absolutely. It's the sickness of humanity, man. Um, it, it's just like, it's what you said, Blades. It's the power. Some people just feel like they have that power. Maybe they lack power in other areas of their life and they just want to cause chaos for other people and they don't care whose lives they destroy in the process. It's just the ugliness of humanity. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of the, well, not, not every hacker group is like that, but there are plenty of individuals who do belong to certain groups out there, hacker groups that have this sort of malice intention and they are extremely callous with what some of the things they do. That's just the colder reality of some of these uh, hacker groups out there. Not to mention any names. I don't want to get attacked here. <laughs> not today. No, not today. Would you agree with that, E? Um, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, brutal things that, that happen constantly, um, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons. It's, you know, some stuff's pretty bad, <laughs> for sure. Word. Uh so, yeah, I can't really speak to, to too much on that, but, um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, some devastating compromise and things that get dropped on people and, you know, it, it ruins their lives. You know, uh, people basically also, like I was saying in the active measures, they, uh, they get, they basically are become unwitting assets or unwitting agents, uh, to some type of active measure campaign and it, it drives them further into extremism. And so now the person has two options. They either reform or they become more radicalized and polarized, you know, and, you know, that further increases the chaos for the unwitting agent or asset. Cold blooded, in other words. Yeah. And yeah, um, you know, and like I'm saying though, I'm, I'm, so just to give context, you know, some people showed up, uh, and they actually had conflict in the streets. I don't know if y'all remember that advertisement that they did in Texas where it was, they pitted, uh, Muslim, uh, people against, uh, the, you know, uh, uh, the standard, uh, Texas secessionist or whatever, you know, it was secede from Texas and save Texas. Um, you know, let me, I can pull up the campaign right now. One of them was called the United Muslims of America and the other one was the heart of Texas. 
and uh they had some campaigns where uh they literally uh had created these Facebook uh meetings or you know like an event on Facebook and they got all these people hundreds of people to show up in the streets and they were in like they've actually you know got down to real conflict in the streets and this this was only cost $200 of targeted dark advertisement to choose the people that would be amenable to that message and now those people look you know like they've gone out and they've they've done something that which is called an action on objective in military terms but um they've they've basically had a negative impact on their own lives and were manipulated and they were the, they were the tools of whatever the operator uh, wanted and now they have they either further radicalize or they reform or you know they're just basically in a in a you know a confusing uh, position at that point yes and i'm looking at that article right now it's on the washington examiner it says uh, russia trying to get texans muslims to battle in the streets using facebook ads that's that's pretty bold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very. It's actually highly effective. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. And another guy to look up is Andres Sepulveda. He's actually serving a ten-year sentence uh, for uh, you know basically doing active measure campaigns against other governments. And uh, he's basically an international hacker, you know. But he he had a pretty big budget, you know. I think per customer, um, whoever the political, uh, you know. Uh, you know, a person was that they were working for, you know, it would be like a $600,000 job and you would have to hire hackers and then they would get in to the, basically the routers in these offices where the camp, the opposition campaign is running out of. And they know all the emails they're typing. They know all the phone calls are coming in, what their schedules are. They know when they're going to release a document before it happens. They've already produced the counter document. And, uh, he's, yeah, Andres Sepulveda is serving 10 years right now, and he actually has to sleep in a, uh, uh, a bomb-proof, you know, blast-proof isolation chamber with a bulletproof blanket because there's a lot of, uh, hits on his life because he tampered with, uh, half a dozen governments' election system, and some of those were authoritarian, one of them being Venezuela. Jesus Christ. Where they, they, yeah, they hacked a, uh, a minister's emails, and then hacked the minister's Twitter account and started posting those emails on Twitter as that minister. So they had to uh, disable the Internet for 20 minutes in the whole country of Venezuela while they cleaned up the Twitter account. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking this guy up right now, and wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of material there. You know, like, I, I don't want my – I didn't want my uh, material to seem partisan, so I chose a lot of – Stuff that I could find, like in Mexico and you know other areas, um, you know South America, and and you know these these active measure campaigns, you know they're 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 powerful. And then you got Andres Sepulveda running the whole operation essentially, which is he's the operator. He has his guys doing all these uh, missions, you know, and it culminates in they're in to the, all the opponents. They know what their moves are. They know who to discredit. In order to, you know, to build up their, uh, you know, better uh, recognition or stance or whatever. Right. So he's a Colombian yeah. hacker. Yeah. Colombian hacker for those that don't know who manipulated social media and definitely interfered in the elections across Latin America for those who are uh, jumping in right now. And yeah, I'm reading this article and it says he's had a team of seven to 15 hackers who went through all sorts of different things here. Wow. So that that's just crazy. It's like if you're in somebody's pocket and you're working for them, 
you can they can be like 10 steps ahead of the person that they're trying to smear and oh it's just yeah I, even to think about it it's just crazy it really is and this guy he is facing uh 10 years in prison for espionage by the way and other various computer crimes that this article reads here son of a yeah. bitch he got busted with all of his data on uh decrypted or something like that so he was really he was really toast oh yeah Basically, they caught him red-handed. So Sun Tzu actually talks about this type of thing. I bring that up in my uh, my my talk. Uh, basically, Sun Tzu says the highest art of all consists of overcoming the enemy's resistance without resorting to the battlefield. Then Sun Tzu says supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. And another um, Sun Tzu statement, which is really good, indirect. He talks about indirect tactics. Says, Sun Tzu says. Indirect tactics efficiently applied are inexhaustible as heaven and earth and unending as the flow of rivers and streams. Like the sun and moon, they end but to begin anew. Like the four seasons, they pass away to return once more. Right. The art of war. Many should uh, look into that. You'll learn a thing or two. Yeah, I've actually got that book. I've got to start reading it. That's very good. Kind of absolutely necessary to to read that book and yeah. and a lot of things will a lot of things will jump out to anybody who's um unaware that a lot of these tactics are being used against us without our without our knowledge. It's a mind war, very very true. A mind war indeed. Absolutely. Um, for, you know, basically it is all about the state of mind of the people, right? So you can have a giant country be manipulated. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter the size of their military and, you know, it doesn't matter what the, you know, basically their economy size or anything. It's all about their state of mind. And this is something that, uh, you don't know if y'all are familiar with Saakashvili when his company or his country was, um, t- you know, basically uh, invaded and then he was ousted because of, uh, Compromata video was released right before, uh, the election day that said that he ordered the beating of somebody or something like that. And this Compromata, you know, basically brought him down. And, you know, you don't have enough time to actually refute if something is disinformation if it's released right before the election. So in France, it's actually illegal to air any commercials for any of the political, uh, 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 you know, politicians right before the presidential election. Two days, well, 48 hours before the election, you cannot air any commercials or anything about it. Correct. I don't think most Americans are even aware of that. Probably not. Pro- yeah, probably not. Uh, these yeah. sort of things... That we have in America and the way media works, it doesn't exactly go down that way in other countries, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you don't know that already. <laughs> it's amazing how much that I realize I don't know. <laughs> Just finding out all this stuff, it's like, wow. It's really It's, it's crazy. really an eye-opening experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a very interesting thing that, like I said, and I go back to this all the time, the majority of Americans out there, those that watch the mainstream and, you know, only care about making it home on time to watch their favorite television show and eat their favorite TV dinner. Those individuals are like deer in the headlights, basically. The lights are on, but no one's home. That kind of describes yes. most of the American populace. As, yes. as arrogant as that may sound to some people, it's just facts, unfortunately. You know, if you're, if you choose to remain ignorant to whatever's going on, then it, you know, you deserve to be called out on that, and you're basically still sleepwalking through life. Most people are, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. The lack of self-awareness is staggering, 
once you really break it down and, and just think about the American population and the minds that are in control. It's almost laughable at times, but that's just my opinion. E, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's true or not? Oh, I mean, you know, reports and whatnot, you know, you know, things that I've read, you know, basically say that uh there's only a certain percentage of the population that is capable of making the decision on who to vote for by themselves, for themselves, essentially. And they have to rely on others to do so. Um, <clears throat> you know, that that might be true. You know, there's a lot of uninformed people, like y'all were saying. And, uh, you know, that doesn't that doesn't help the situation when they can, you know, be manipulated by whatever pandering is necessary to get them amenable to, you know, manipulation. So uh, it's yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm kind of inclined to agree that that, that probably is the case. Absolutely. And every time you uh, somebody turns on the TV, we basically have uh, something else spoon fed to us. Um, you know, new new kinds of morals, how to act, how to dress, how to think, what uh, we think society wants for us. That's just what I've been seeing recently, because, like I said, I I was one who was sleepwalking and uninformed. And I'm still just trying to, like, keep up with things. And it's very difficult. But even when I turn on the TV now, I see like a, a lot of what's going on. I can I can see the lies that they're trying to sell me. Oh, yes. And someone in the chat room said conform, and that's one of the issues uh, that we face today. Uh, being an, an individual, it's as dirty as the word journalist in the 21st century. It's a very, very dirty word. This, Fake news. <laughs> this, yeah, this, this country does not want you to be an individual. They want you to go along with the whole group mentality. And anytime you question any sort of narrative, you get this sort of really aggressive sort of response may it be passive or just straight aggressive that's that's the sort of resistance that both sides have any any sort of any sort of side that has any any sort of a political biasness they will resist anything you say that is opposed to what they believe in completely even if all your points are valid and destroys their own narrative that is what scares them completely and has them resisting so hard and it's what we see today. These individuals, are, they are very resistant of what's happening in America, and they are scared shitless of what's going on. And I truly love it, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I'm not a right-wing wacko, and nor am I a left-wing moron. I really piss on both sides, to be honest with you, because both of their ideology does not exist in my mainframe. That's just not the way I operate, and, you know, I laugh at both sides very much, and I enjoy trolling both sides very much, too. They get very angry with me. I'm not quite sure why, but it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And now you understand why I get some of the de the, the, the fucking death threats I get. <laughs> well, that just means you're doing something right. It's all good. I, I, I don't mind it. You have the right to want to kill me. It's your God-given so, right to want to kill me. Uh, that's what so I truly believe. You? Yeah. It's American. Stops. You have the right to want to. Right. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know if I'd even take it that far. I could say like I strongly disagree with you, sir. Um, but to, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not wired that way. But to want to kill you for something that you believe or don't believe in. People are just, insane. 
Yeah. They're out there. They're out there. That's the thing. And you know that. You see it. You see it every single day online. You see it on the news. People will kill over something that they're told they should believe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the, I was listening to a podcast today and they played a clip about, um, this guy was a, a Trump supporter and a Christian or something like that. And, uh, a patron came into the store and was given, the, given the guy shit. And he was just basically taking the passive approach and, you know, you know, being very pleasant about everything. And it was making the instigator even more upset. And it was just, it amazes me to see the stupidity of people and the lengths that they will go to. Yeah. E, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. The, basically, people can be goaded on to reveal their psychological tendencies and goaded on into an action on objective. You know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough one out there. Um, but, but you're, like you're saying, you received death threats. Uh, you know, so, as part of these, uh, you know, these PR campaign management, um, there's actually, uh, Amnesty International did a, did a statement, uh, about it at something called the IGF 2016. And, uh, if you just type in IGF 2016 day two, uh, WK10, you'll see the whole, the statement by, uh, the individual from Amnesty International about how they run these manipulation campaigns from the PR firm. And it, it ends up with the, uh, the proponents for the opponent of the person running the active measure to receive, uh, death, death threats by them at some point because they're trying to crush those people who represent different communities for their opponent. And so they give, issue all these death threats and it, it prevents them from making these statements online or anything. And then, they silence their political opponents that way, too. Oh, yes. It's a part of the mind war. They definitely want to break you mentally. They want to prevent you from continuing any sort of message you want to get out there. Well, at least that's the way I perceive it, at least. Yeah, it is. From it is just how easily <laughs> manipulated we all are. Sorry for cutting you off. But so many yeah, people are just so easily manipulated. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again. Go yeah, ahead. no, no problem. No problem. It is. It is. It's, it, you know, it, it's. It's just part of the whole thing, you know, to figure out, you know, uh, basically what, what they call the ideological subversion. They want to subvert their ability to have, you know, the proper mental cognition, you know, and they'll make the, they'll make the wrong choice. And then now they're going off the precipice or headed down the wrong path. And then they just keep the reflexive control campaign going and they keep, they just keep going until, you know, they can't anymore. When does it, when does it end? That's the question. You. When will they be satisfied with their deeds? Yeah, what is the? Uh, it never can end. <laughs> and um, that's the thing. Right. Um, he's talking about uh, reflexively acting, and that's what um, that's what humans have been doing. It's like instead of instead of thinking things over, we automatically react, and that's what the people who are in control are expecting from us all the time just just to automatically react to everything. I agree. This nation has been completely divided, as cliche as that may sound to some out there, especially with all the talking points that people are force-fed. It's ex- it's exactly what's going on right now. This country is terribly divided through all sorts of things, through race, ideology, political ideology, and gender. And gender it, the list goes on. Everyone seems to want to be offended about something today. It's unfortunate, really, the state of what we go through 
on a daily basis, and this year has just started out. Yet we still have issues of yesteryear that we have to confront today. Is Bobby alive there? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just thought you were going to – somebody was going to say something, but uh, apparently not. I felt like that silence was needed for uh, <laughs> for the people to – It needed to sink in. Just yeah, to soak absolutely. it all up. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot that has been said here tonight that needs to marinate in lots of individuals' minds out there tonight. Yeah, I I didn't think it was going to get this deep, honestly. Well, no one truly does. It it tends to happen, though, once you do something organic. For those that don't know, I was supposed to be interviewing uh, Dr. Oates here, but he bounced. And then I was supposed to be interviewing Dr. Peter Ward, and he's having issues out there in Seattle. So he went away. So now we had to do a bit of an improv show, and I'm so glad that we did, because it's always fun when you don't know what you're going to talk about, and you have to bring everything together at the very final minute. It makes the show much more enjoyable, because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Amazing. E, are you still alive there? Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, uh, you know, you gotta have that, that clutch, uh, you know, reaction, <laughs> to, you know, to whatever's coming at you. I agree 100%. And lots of times, the, for the folks at home that may not be privy to this, um, lots of times I will prepare for the program, but as the program continues and moves forward and all that kind of jazz, those notes go right out the window. So, lots of times, I'm just going off the top of my head with all of you out there. Now, that is amazing. Yes, that's a talent. Given the fact that I'm not sober. (laughs) (laughs) That's even more important. i got to be honest. That that is truly amazing. Indeed. I'm impressed every night. So, E, I I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program here. Again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I had a wonderful time talking to you. But E, I definitely want to give you the form right now and let you just get anything off your chest, anything you want to say to the universe right now. Uh, here's your moment in time. Go ahead, E. The stage is yours. Okay. Uh, appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I'll just go over uh, quickly some active measures uh, techniques. Um, if that's fine, do you think that the audience would be interested in some of the, the techniques from the Active Measures playbook from yes. uh, the 1950s? Oh, yes. Huh? Oh, they want to know. Okay. So uh, basically, Active Measures is to descri- uh, describe overt and covert techniques for influencing events and behavior in and the actions of foreign societies. This is from the USSR in the 1950s. And then Vladislav Bittman, who is a cited – uh, defector from the Czech intelligence agency. Um, you know, he said that each mission from the smallest to strategic had three necessary characters. Okay. And I, I spoke, I spoke about some of these characters throughout this. And so we talk about the operator. Okay. The operator is the indiv- the individual or entity, uh, producing the campaign and the adversary is the target of the campaign. It can be anyone or anything. And then, as we mentioned before, the unwitting agent. Unwitting agents are unaware participants used to attack the adversary directly or indirectly, and they're unaware of intent. They have no idea 
they've been manipulated into this. So now we'll go into technique one. Uh, technique one is unwitting agents were used to attack the adversary in a direct role as a proxy for the operator. Unwitting agents believed that the actions were self-initiated, meaning that they themselves were compelled themselves to do whatever the action was. Okay. So that's a, that's due to the perception management. Um, and you want to obviously use somebody who's predisposed to do whatever that action is. Um, the next technique too is the operator directly attacks the adversary, but in a way the adversary retaliates against the unwitting agent without noticing the operator. So they basically make them attack each other in this. Then we'll go on to uh, technique three. The operator directly attacks the adversary, but in a manner the uh, adversary does not perceive the action as an attack or they were led to rationalize the actions. So this means that they thought that the attack was inevitable and that um, they brought it on themselves almost. So the adversary, or you know, is the target of the operator and the adversary just believed that it was you know, preordained that they were going to get attacked. And then um, it was just a matter of time. And then technique four, the operator attacks both the adversary and unwitting agent with the aim of pitting them against each other. And like I was saying before, Vladislav Bittman said, active measures leads to chaos for the unwitting agent. And so that was pretty quick, and that was a lot of stuff. But um, it just, you know, you can look up the active measures uh, playbook and some of that stuff is documented. These guys, Vladislav Bittman and others, defectors from the KGB actually released or actually have gone on video and did all this testimony on how this, how the actual active measures works and that these people were actually had year end reviews on this stuff, by the way. Um, you know, the funny thing is not too long after I gave my talk, the New York Times came out with a, uh, a opinion piece called uh, Operation Infection and, um, it was basically uh, talking, it had almost all the same, not all the same, but many of the same talking points that I raised, the same reference material that I raised in my talk. And, um, it kind of reinforced what I, what I was stating and, you know, the examples and, and everything. So I was really, I, I thought that was pretty cool, but you guys could check it out. New York yeah. Times Operation Infection is a three part little video series thing. By the way, e, is this what you were talking about at the uh, hackers conference? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. This is this, 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 basically, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want the talk to appear political. Um, I just basically am talking about how the asymmetric actions of the war, you know, you can't, you can't bomb them. You can't do all these things that are like right. a direct attack, like right. Sun Tzu says, you know, you use the indirect attack and then you can basically dissolve the, uh, the, the, you know, the foundation of your enemy. And then when they get in, they, you know, when they, when they swoop in and take you over, um, they act like they did it in a very peaceful way. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Those are all good yeah. psychological measures that are very effective. Truly yeah. effective. It's all. And if you say your story multiple times and you change little bits about it, the fact that the story keeps coming up. Right. Is, you know, kind of gives it merit that it could be real, you know, even though it could be completely disinformation. And, and, you know, like I said, check out the, the that opinion piece, New York Times. It, it was it was pretty good, I thought. Um, and uh, it's got, you know, it talks about some of the uh, uh, the uh, TV stations that I had mentioned uh, that or TV shows that I mentioned that actually people have to they're watching this and they, they have to endure these constant active measure attacks and disinformation, you know, that could destabilize their country. Oh, yes. And of course, 
any of the Bobbies have any final words for E here before we let him go? Well, I do. I want to, uh, I actually want to thank you for, like, I didn't expect this. So I'm, I'm glad that this happened. And I just want to thank you for, um, pretty much, pretty much reminding me that we have to stay sharp, reminding me that I have to stay sharp because while I already have no trust of politicians at all, no trust of advertisers and no trust of any news, um, I, I, I'm just, you're basically reminding me that everybody, people much smarter, much, much smarter than myself are being easily manipulated on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I just, I just have to, uh, remind myself to look deeper into what's being told to me and what I believe. So thank you for reminding me of that. That's my takeaway. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt no, you. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to echo Bobby's sentiment and, uh, thank you for that was extremely illuminating. And, um, like Bobby, I don't trust a lot of things either. And just, uh, like my, my main thing was about the VPNs and, you know, figuring out which, what kind of security and you kind of helped me out on that. So, I'm always looking for ways to be a little bit more secure while online. Oh, yes. Once again, thank you so much, uh, E, for being a part of the program and hanging out with uh, us here tonight. I'm already fumbling my words. That must, mean I'm, <laughs> that must mean I'm drinking this beer too fast. But, of course, E, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, you know, I definitely want to bring you back on in the near future. We'll get into further discussions. Yeah, that that would be cool. That sounds cool. Um, you know, any way that I can uh can help. I mean, it's like a, you know, like like we were saying before here, but it's you got to really be looking at the information from different angles and try to assert, you know, maybe use the uh the hypothesis or, or the competing hypothesis theories and whatnot, but yeah, definitely uh, you know, anytime if you if you want uh, to bring me on for uh you know, the technical stuff. For sure. For sure. It's always very awesome to talk to someone like yourself, E. And again, I'll talk to you on the other side. But before I do, anything you'd like to plug before I cut you loose here? Um, no, no, I think I'm, I'm good. I'm not plugging anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the word out there <laughs> about the manipulation, the active measures, the, the post-processing and the sentiment analysis on all the big data that's consumed by all these systems, scraping every kind of post and, and sentiment that they can find online to target people and give them those dark ads that basically, you know, get them to commit to an action on objective un- unwittingly. Next time you come on, we'll talk about the dark web. <laughs> okay. All right, my friend. All right. All right. Good Appreciate night. Y'all. Yes, sir. Good night and mahalo. All right. Night. All right. Bye-bye. And there goes E. Wasn't that amazing, guys? Did you have fun? That was fantastic. I love that. Absolutely. I didn't know what to expect, but that was <laughs> that was that was amazing. It really, I really was. I had no idea what to expect, and that's why I love doing this program uh, live without any safety nets. You really don't fucking know what's going to happen here. Yeah. 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 I got a little silly for a minute there, uh, a little bit, but. Uh, it, it came back around and I feel like I, I feel like I, um, I felt like I gained a lot to walk away with. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the fun part. Got to have the kind of. You got to have a little bit of those. Um, you got to have some of those elements of uh, humor. Absolutely, it's the kind of show that writes itself, really. It really does. You really don't need notes uh, most of the time when you have something interesting to talk about. And by the way, boys, I'm looking at the time here, and it is that time where I go take a piss and grab another beer. That sounds very good. I think I'm going to do the same. Are you guys going to hang out here and close up shop with me on the second half? Uh, I will. All right, you guys are going to hang tight? Yes, sir. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to put you on mute now. And for those at home, it is time for that little break. We're going to go to the bathroom, grab some beers, and when we return... Part two will ensue. I have some news, and um, I got to vent a little bit here. I'm a little bit angry tonight, so I'll fill all of you in on on my anger issues. And uh, boys, get ready for that. Hang tight. I'll talk to you guys in a minute after I go piss and all that nonsense. No doubt. All right, guys, hang tight. I'll be right back. And for those on YouTube in the chat room there, hang tight as well. Part two is coming up. Don't go anywhere. What are we going to learn today? Well, today I'm going to teach you about spirit channeling. What? Spirit channeling? Spirit channeling is what we call it when you go into a trance and empty yourself out. And welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are again on a night like this. Let's bring in our, let's bring in our boys here, the Bobs. So you don't have any doors opening or anything over there, Bobby. I don't have any uh, doors opening either. Uh, <laughs> usually Bobby has some activity at his house all the time. I mean, I'm not alone, you know. There's <laughs> lots of activity, yeah, indeed. And by the way, guys, now we are live and smooth sailing here. And, of course, I'm sorry to everyone out there that was listening live. I couldn't find the bottle opener. But we have good news for you. We got there. We found it indeed, and I'm pleased. I'm, I'm back, back on the wagon here with you great guys, and, you know, I, I think it's because I drank that last beer pretty fast. I kind of snuck it in there, I hit the mute button, and just drank that <laughs> beer as fast as I could. Gave me a good head change. Uh, plus, how many dabs did you take? Um, you know, I stuck to more flour tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, just keeping it a little old school. Keeping that 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 uh, flame alive from the ancients. Yes. So, Light. by the way, guys, I, I just wanted to wish both of you guys, since I didn't really uh, tell either of you sincerely, a happy new year. Yes, sir. Happy new hey, year. Hey, thank you. you. Happy well. new year. Yeah. yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed a few beers and, and celebrated uh, very much like the anchors on CNN and MSNBC. They were hammered. <laughs> oh, man, the one time I wish that I did watch the news. They were so hammered. I really wish I really wish I could have been there, to be honest with you. I would have uh, loved to get hammered with, with those crazy heathens, those uh, those anchors, man. They They like to get fucked up. I would have loved to have seen that. They love that. I'm telling you. A lot of folks out there don't even realize their favorite anchors. They get fucking hammered. <laughs> Real hammered. It's a great, it's a great time, boys. I'm telling you. They, they get so plastered they can't even report the news. Yeah, sometimes you can really tell if you pay attention. 
That's true. <laughs> and I do want to wish everyone out there a very happy 2019. All of you out there listening to the sound of my voice now, remember to keep your head above water, boys. That's my advice. That's good advice. Yes, and by yes, the way, it is. indeed, indeed, and by the way, guys, uh, tell the audience ab- about your program. We didn't really get to talk about that now that we do have Bobby Anthem here. Yes, yes sir. the Inhumans. So, yeah. uh, Bobby is very good at explaining things, so I'll let him take the driver's seat here. Well, oh, I, I appreciate that. I, I respectfully disagree, but. Uh, Bobby Blades and I, we are the Inhumans. Uh, we have our own podcast. It is called The Inhuman Experience. Um, it's still fairly new, even though it's, it's been around for the better part of a year now. Um, we still describe it as a paranormal podcast. Initially, that's what we, uh, we're interested in getting into a lot of paranormal talk, but wait a minute, wait a we, minute. You guys are a paranormal show. Well, <laughs> that's kind of what we started off as. Really? Sort of, yeah. And, well, we are inhuman, so, but, uh, what we kind of, uh, what we kind of decided and slash evolved and are evolving into is more of just conversations about generally weird shit, you know, just, just things that we're interested in. You know, we figure we're, we're a couple of unconventional type of guys. We're in the, you know, some unconventional type of thinking and we're just, um, we're just curious about a lot of weird things. A lot of things that, um, most people don't normally think about or, you know, just whatever. We just kind of right. question whatever. So, and instead of trying to, instead of trying to educate people on, on these things and present things like a discussion, because honestly, we say it every week on our show. Well, whenever our show comes out. <laughs> We're not experts on any of these things. We're just a couple of dudes who have interest in things like, well, we, we do a lot of alien talk, you know, sure. um, uh, weird things with technology. We recently did an episode on, um, my, uh, I have an iPhone and Siri stopped responding to me. Um, whenever I would talk to her, I would get, I would get the information back across the screen, but I wouldn't get a voice response, but at certain times, usually any time between one and three in the morning, uh, Siri would just start talking to me, just telling me everything that I was trying to ask her earlier in the day. Like so, a, you know, like, we cover things like that. <laughs> like Alexa. Like Alexa, sort of like Alexa was doing. Well, yeah, that's weird. I guess it's still doing. Yeah, some crazy, crazy shit. Man. Are you, are you, um, are you rocking in, uh, an Alexa now? I don't have Alexa. No, 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 it's just me and Siri. It's, it. it's probably good that you don't. Is that right? That thing's because, like because that thing's probably like monitoring you somehow. Alexa's always watching, but you know what? All of all of this technology, all of these things, Siri's always listening. Uh, I actually brought it up on the uh, on our episode when I went in depth about uh, the crazy shit that Siri was doing. That uh, she was responding to things that I was saying to her without me asking her and without me even pushing the button. So. Alexa, Siri, uh, Google, uh, what is the other one? Cortana. They're all listening. They're always listening and always watching all the time. And that's just, that's a fact. Right. And by the way, do you cover your um, lens on your webcams at all? Uh, you know what? Right now I'm without a computer. Um, I just have my phone and I just got your phone. Yeah. And, and believe me, I'm sure that that camera is always on, but 
No, I mean anybody who's anybody who uh wants to see what I'm doing, they've already seen it. They know. They're gonna see a whole hell of a lot more of it. <laughs> they know what you're up to. They know what I'm up to and into. For sure. You better grace your history now. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> think that ship has sailed. <laughs> my goodness. And my God, guys, you know, there's a lot to talk about, but it's time to get a little bit silly here. And one of the things I, I went over this week and I was kind of perturbed by it all was Madonna. Did you see that? No. What happened? I stay away from news. What's going Did on? you see that? Uh, well, there's a, a weird photograph that came out that seemed like she got the whole Kim Kardashian treatment. With the fake ass plants. Jesus. Oh, gross. Are you serious? Yes, th- this is a very strange thing because, you know, this woman is about 60 years old. Yeah. And she's modifying her body. It's a very terrifying thing. It's, it reminds me of like Bruce Jenner. Or Caitlyn Jenner now. Whatever you want to, yeah. whatever you want to go with, uh, today. Uh, totally fine. Your choice. Uh, you know, I have no problem with that, but I, I still think, my God, is this a sign of a mental illness? Because, you know, I I personally don't have any issue with the whole trans thing. If, if that's your choice, whatever, I, I don't care. It's not going to change my life for better or for worse, to be completely honest with you. However, when you see things, for example, Bruce Jenner, way late in life, decided to get tits. Yeah. I mean, how does that make sense? It doesn't. So, wait. He, uh, Bruce Jenner didn't go through the whole, uh, chopping it off thing. Nah, no, uh, nah, not, not from my recollection. He never went through the, that surgery, uh, but he did yeah, get I the breast implants. He went all the way with it. Maybe yeah, me too. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought he went all the way with no, it. No, he didn't go all the way. I, I don't believe so. But goddamn, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're past a certain age where you, you kind of shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to tell anyone what to do or not to do in their lives, but, you know, when you're past the age of, like, 50 or whatever, and... I think that Hollywood has a collective mental illness. You know, I'm afraid you are correct on that assessment, because who the the hell does that? you got to be kind of insane to do that sort of thing. I can say that it seems that way to me, um, but I also feel like... Whatever anybody wants to do with and to their own body, as long as they're not hurting anybody else, Word. knock knock yourself out, do your thing. But I'm also allowed to think and feel like it's weird. Exactly. I, I'm allowed that. Yes, you are allowed to express your unpopular opinion. Yeah. Totally fine. And that's yeah, what we do I here. Accept it. Yeah, we could accept it. But they have to accept that we think it's strange. Yeah, absolutely. I agree absolutely. 100%. Uh, Bobby, how do you feel about that? I am in agreement with you guys. Um, if they, if he wants to exercise his right to walk around with fake titties, um, I'm going to exercise my right to think he's a fucking weirdo. Right. I mean, Marilyn Manson didn't get fake titties. He just wore that little thing. Yeah, he had a bodysuit. Right. <laughs> he was doing that for the sake of art. Yeah, for science. <laughs> I mean, I, I would wear fake titties too in a video. <laughs> for science. Hey, for science, man. For, for science. scientific research purposes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I just think the crazy bitch is kind of old to be, you know, doing the whole butt lifting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really do think that's weird. But again, it, you know, if it's something that she wanted to do for whatever reason, and, and I agree with you that it's, it's <laughs> it has to be kind of an illness. It has to be there's something wrong with her for her to uh, you know decide to do that at this point in her life. And I think it's I think it's pretty easy to connect the dots. You know, she she's been in the spotlight since she was very very young for really? a very long time. You know, she just wants to do whatever she can to stay relevant and to stay to to remain what she thinks is attractive. And that's again, that's fine. If she wants to do it, if she's not hurting anybody, thumbs up, go right the hell ahead. You know, I don't have a problem with it as far as as far as that goes. But, yeah, it, it is strange to me. Good Lord. But I gotta, I gotta ask, like, what is going on in the world that having ass implants or lip implants makes you more attractive now? I don't get it either. I'm kind of perplexed by the whole phenomenon, uh, especially with Hollywood, that obsession with the fake everything. You want to be plastic, that's your choice, but my God, it doesn't look attractive to me, especially the people that, that do the whole Botox thing repeatedly. They have yeah. the whole, they have the whole frozen face thing going on. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of scary, kind of. They're in a constant state of excitement. <laughs> By the way, guys, I don't think, I don't think you two are aware, nor the audience at home. Um, there's so many times where I hit the mute button and laugh maniacally. <laughs> I'm not quite sure anyone even knows that. I've got to do that because I, I thought like maybe you were no selling everybody's jokes and just like laughing or not laughing at all. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to take that in, into advisement on our show because I think I laugh way too much. Oh, I'm laughing I'm a lot. have to mute the mic. I have to mute the mic because I'm laughing too much. That's actually a, a good uh, a good technique. Good to know. Good tip. It really is. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why this mixer is falling apart because I keep hitting the mute button so many times. Keep pounding that button. I yeah. keep hitting it, yeah. The audio goes out the right ear all the time. That's all the abuse. From the, the damn mute button there. All the, all that, all, all my sticky fingers going in there. Yeah, man. The stickiness yeah. and, and the blood, by the way. I, I cut my finger a couple months ago. Well, maybe about a month or two ago. And I had to get right on the mic quickly as possible. And in the process <laughs> of doing so, I was taking off a few things off this microphone stand. And there's this really sharp little edge uh, on the stand here. And I ripped it off really quickly, but in the process, uh. yeah, in the process of doing that, I sliced open my finger. And in doing so, I bled all over the, the mixer. It looks wow. cool. It looks cool That's though. Okay. I'm that mixer's, <laughs> that mixer's got some, uh, Michael Deacon juju in it now. It's got my, my DNA. Yeah. It's got a few of my, uh, unborn children. <laughs> it's got everything on there. That's quite disturbing there, my friend. It really is, but that's why it works so well. It has a bit of me in it. That's kind of beautiful in a way. You've you've integrated yourself into the machine, so it's now a biomechanical interface. It truly is. It truly is. And by the way, now that we um, are rolling along here and the conversation is flowing, there's a lot of other stories that, well, need some attention to, and one of them is our friend Bam Margera. If you remember him, he was also part of last year's Celebrity uh, Death Pool. Strangely enough, I, I did add Bam 
to my celebrity uh, Deadpool last year thinking he would spin out of control. And yeah. you know what, guys? It seems like I wasn't too far off. Now the wild man is set to go back uh, to rehab for the third time in his life. Holy I shit. I thought he died two years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. That was okay. Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, that was Ryan Dunn. And yeah. go ahead, Bobby. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and since you brought since you brought up the celebrity Deadpool, yeah, what was your um, picks, man? I didn't I didn't hear about I wanted, that. I wanted to call in last week. Why didn't you? I just, I just didn't have the opportunity. Mm. I wanted to because one of my well, I think we've had a talk about it before off air at one point. We're all kind of old school wrestling fans. Sure. And one of the people on my list was Mean Gene Okerlund. Really? You had Mean Gene on your list. That's who I, I, I was oh going to mention him on my list last week, but I didn't get to call in. I had Vince McMahon on my I list. I had Vince McMahon as well, <laughs> and uh, Wishful Thinking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> wow. You know? Yeah. Wishful Thinking indeed. Yeah. Well, Brother. I mean, not to be a dick, but... <laughs> <laughs> Brother. Brother. <laughs> yeah. Bam is only 39 years old, Zeke is saying in the chat room, and yeah, he's... Yeah, he's 39, and yeah. he's had these problems with alcohol for over a year, and of course, allegedly driving under the influence, which, uh, well, yeah. to be honest with you, who hasn't been there? Well, I haven't. You've never driven <laughs> drunk before or high? I, I've driven stone, but never drunk. I drove one time extremely drunk driving back into uh, San Diego from uh, this brewery, completely hammered. But oh, I drove, shit. I drove like a soldier. It was not amateur hour. Let me tell you that. I drove so good and I was so trashed. I'm not proud of it. Believe me, boys. I'm not proud of this at all, but it was definitely not amateur hour. I drove like I had a fucking gun in my head. <laughs> I'm not Damn. even kidding you. I drove like I literally had a fucking gun in my head. Like I was in a Bruce Willis movie and Bruce Willis. Uh, was next to me yelling hippie Kaye motherfucker right next to me. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you sure you weren't on acid or anything? I wasn't, but I have driven on shrooms before. It was quite amazing. Oh, okay. Holy fucking shit. And this is why when I tell people that I'm looking forward to the, uh, self-driving cars, you know, they, they flip <laughs> out and they say, you, you trust a robot? Ooh. Well, I mean, robots don't drive on shrooms. <laughs> so. I'm looking forward to that. And don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'd driven the Tesla before and that really changed my perspective on motor ve vehicles for life. Like now I can't even get in a car without having that experience ruined. Mm. That car impacted my life so much. I mean, I can't afford the car, but holy fuck. What, what, a, what a, uh, an amazing ride that is. It's basically a battery on wheels, like a go kart. It's incredible. If you've never driven one before, you are missing out in life. I tell you. I'm not even kidding you. Make that appointment with Tesla and get yourself one of those um free rides there. And give that a little test drive. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm telling you, your, your life is going to change. And, you know, the guy that's going to take you out, he's going to be like, go ahead and pick any music from the little dashboard there. And then, you know, you're going to be all happy. You're going to mark out. And you're gonna fucking get the the nice little computer thing there, all greasy with your cum-filled hands, yeah. selecting, you know, some uh, prints or something along those lines. Has to be prints. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Purple Rain. Anything a great song. Purple Rain. Isn't that insane that he's gone? It is. It's, it's like, too why, hard to accept. It's like, why why didn't they kill a, like Justin Bieber or something like that? Uh, <laughs> Somebody who nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> right. I mean, only his Justin parents care Bieber about him. Justin Bieber has clone bodies. You think he's got a double? Yeah, he's got lots of clones. Amazing. <laughs> By the way, our friend Tyson, our Neil deGrasse Tyson, our fa- our friend there, I know we talked about this before, but, you know, he's addressed those sexual allegations against him. Have you guys been following along with that? I have not. I'm a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I'm, I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to follow him blindly saying, oh, there's no way he could have done these. I wouldn't put anything past any human, uh, but I am a fan. But, uh, yeah, what what uh, what did he have to say in defense? I'm looking for a quote here. But apparently, you know, the, the guy, he's been accused by multiple women now. Oh, multiple. Yeah, multiple women have came out. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Because I didn't really think he was that type. I didn't think he was rapey. <laughs> you think uh, with like I'm getting that rape. I'm getting celebrity status. I'm getting that rape sense from him, though. I don't know why. Huh. It's kind of hard not to once the accusations are made. You know. Yeah. Well, even without them, just look in his eye. He's got that look in his eye. <laughs> he has that rapey look in his eye. He really does. I'm looking at a photo of him right now, and he's like, there's like a shadow casted on his face. He kind of looks like he wants to come after me and rape me. Oh shit! He really does. I'm not lying. I mean, I'm joking, but it's it's kind of true. And by yeah, the way, Evan Hill says you've got some amazing rape sense. Amazing! Ra- I know my rape senses are going off like a Spider Man. That's your mutant superpower. Are, are they ma- are they still making that abortion of a of a movie series? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been paying much attention to it. I know that, um. He did die in Infinity War. Spoiler alert. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure because I'm not really a big fan of Spider-Man. I'm not either. I'm not really a mark for superhero movies. I think they're all ass. Yeah, I like the anti-heroes like Venom, uh, Deadpool, you know, those kind of. I'm just I'm more I'm sort of a purist and you're it's a purist. Kind of hard for me as far as the uh, superhero movies go, the comic book movies. I'm a purist to the uh, original uh, source material, so it kind of bugs me whenever they make changes, even even yeah. little changes no, to the I, characters. No, I hear you, Bobby. I hear you. You like your movies pure like cocaine. I like my cocaine pure like movies. Amazing. I don't. I'm as straight edge as they come. I, I should mention that. <laughs> you're straight edge. You're, you're a straight edge Christian. Is that true? I I am straight edge and I am a Christian, but the two have really very little to do with. Do you each masturbate other. in the dark, crying? <laughs> um, not in the dark. And do you cry though? I have cried. While you're masturbating. Uh, once while, yeah. Got to use those tears for a little bit. You know. You know the old saying. If you know the old saying, Bobby. If they're not crying, you're not trying. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh-huh. I don't to it. <laughs> That's cold-blooded. <laughs> I don't need. I don't know if we can consider Bobby Straightedge anymore, though. <laughs> oh, because I've been chugging Nyquil all week. He's been helping. No, because you had yourself a little adventure. <laughs> what adventure? <laughs> I don't know if you want to tell that story live on the oh, air. Oh my! <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm not going to talk about that. No. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, private life stuff. Yeah, private, 
Privacy, okay, understood. And by the way, <laughs> speaking of a uh, rape, this is um, probably one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. There was a, a woman I remember, well, not personally, but I saw this article about this woman in a, a vegetative state. She actually gave birth in Phoenix in a Phoenix healthcare facility. Isn't really? that isn't that crazy? I mean, the staff. Holy shit. So while she was in a vegetative right. state, she gave birth. Correct, and she's been in a in this sort of state for a long, long time as a, as what? a result of an incident when she nearly drowned 10 years ago. So this is like some, uh, kill bill shit. Dude. Oh, yeah. Somebody was doing. Wow. Th- this, this is insane. Apparently staff at this place called the Hacienda healthcare have been giving around uh, the clock care to this victim here. And this broad, apparently she had nearly drowned 10 years ago. So this crazy woman, she was in this uh, vegetative uh, state here. And apparently, I'm assuming here, one of the staff must have just knocked this woman up. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I could I could uh, quantify here. Now male staff members wanting to enter the room of this uh, patient must be accompanied by another female staff member as a result of this incident, but you know what? To be honest with you, this is sort of the thing they should have been doing since the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So that's why I'm like, what, what the fuck? I mean, dude, this is completely sad. Who the hell would rape a woman that's in a vegetative state? You, you gotta be pretty a very up. sick person. You gotta be pretty screwed up in the head to do something like that. That's like another level of pure wickedness, my friends. Pure, yeah, pure wickedness. And rape is worse enough. Just yeah. being, just imagine being in that state of mind, having to be raped. Good God, no one deserves that. No, <laughs> my God, that's disgusting. Amazing, yeah, Christ. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the ugliness of humanity again. It yeah. really is, and that should not um, surprise anybody. Everyone should take account and responsibility for themselves, and never try to put over a strangers a lot because. As we all know, man is wolf to man. Yes. Don't trust anyone. That's what Stone Cold taught me. Yep. DTA. DTA, brother. Effer. It's true, though. Can't really trust anyone, man. It's it's quite sad. And yes, if you do want to call, that number is 760-332-8724. One more time, 760-332-8724. Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt and call in. We Don't be a pushy. <laughs> I like the, I like that word, by the way. I like the cunt word. <laughs> like, like the C the, uh, word. It's kind of offensive. I know that. It's kind of abrasive. But I love throwing yeah. that cunt word around with my friends. It fires right out of your mouth like a bullet. Yeah. It, it has a very impactful kind of feeling to it when you say it. It really does. That's because I rehearsed. We can tell. I rehearsed this one. Yeah, I rehearsed this bit here. Oh, you did? Not really. Okay. That That's just, you know, I like to say that to people. It just sounds, it sounds kind of funny. <laughs> it, it sounds it, like you put in the work. And, uh, <laughs> when you tell someone, did you rehearse this? That's kind of like an insult. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think people know, but it's more of like a, you know, it's kind of like when people, like other comedians or celebrities, when they're talking in, a, in an interview and they bring up someone that, you know, they don't really like too much. And they, you know, they kind of think they're a talentless hack. They're like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I mean, no one even asked him if he was a good guy. 
It's just, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just one of the first things they say. They're like, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so nowadays I'm like, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> oh shit. I've heard you say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're giving me things to look out for. Yeah. yeah. Bobby's going to be on the lookout now. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff that goes over people's heads. Um, yeah. by the way, now that I'm a little bit fired up, I did want to mention, uh, that the program director over there in the UK, he turned out to be a fucking pussy. But then again, I always imagined, uh, most people in the UK are fucking pussies anyways. Except the ones who <laughs> listen to the show, uh, they have balls. Yeah, we love those guys. And, uh, Katie Hopkins, <laughs> she has, uh, bigger balls than most of the men out there in the UK as well. It's kind of amazing. Uh, hello. Is this yuck nasty? No, this is Wiener. Oh, hey, Wiener. Oh, what's up, hey, man? What's Wiener, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, first time listener, uh, wait, first time caller, last time listener. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> What's up, Wiener? What's going well, on, man? I just, I just wanted to add to the conversation about superheroes. I mean, we're, we're missing out on a very important character. Which one? Uh, uh, Blankman. Do you guys remember the movie Blankman with, uh, Blankman? Yeah, Damon Williams. Yeah, Blankman. Yeah. That's a classic. How, how can you not forget Blankman, which would yes. always come out in the early 90s? Which was a film that I loved. I fucking yes. loved that film myself. And, and, you know, the Waynes brothers, talented, completely talented, but sort of blackballed in the business from what I've noticed. Yeah, it, that happens. It's not amazing that, you know, they get overlooked. True. And how can anyone forget, um, you know, the, the other brothers? It's not just, you know, Marlon. Right. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, Sean, yeah, yeah, man, all those guys, they're all good. And, and you know what? They're all fucking good at stand up too. That's another thing. People yeah. are, they don't know what time it is. That's the problem. Yeah, Kim is underrated. I feel like Kim is underrated. Yeah. In Living Color is awesome. That's a great show. Yeah. That really helped Jim Carrey. Now, you know, Jim Carrey, as you know, he's kind of, um, he's kind of lost his mind a little bit there. He has lost yeah. his mind kind of a lot. You, th- you think it's because <laughs> of all the, um, you know, all the tranny parties and all the psychedelics. There's so much of that that goes on, man. That could be said for anybody. I mean, I haven't slept with a tranny yet. 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 I'm joking. I'm yes. joking. It's a joke. <laughs> Good God. Just a joke. I mean, you know, that, that reminds me of another friend of mine who, uh, you know, lived in San Diego. And when you're living that close to San Diego, the, the Mexican border is just right there. Uh, Tijuana. TJ oh, yeah. is just right there. And, uh, one of my friends, a very rich white gringo, you know, he took a, a trip out there. One of my friends, you know, good American, six feet tall, handsome guy, blonde hair, mm-hmm. you know, a guy you want to, you want to show up with mom with. And he was a, a, a handsome man. I'm not going to lie to you. He's a great guy. And, okay. you know, he had fun out there in San Diego. He was hanging out with my, my good buddy and they go out to a bar and I've told this story before, but it, it's a, it's a motherfucker. Um, he goes out to this bar and he sees this really attractive woman and he's, Uh-oh. he's dancing with her, buying her shots and all that dancing. You know, he's dancing like Puff Daddy on the dance floor and you know, everything's going well, popping bottles, all that. And eventually comes a time where they start making out in the middle of the dance floor there and he reaches for the, for the for, well, for the legs there. He's yeah. rubbing on the legs, yeah, rubbing, weird. rubbing on the ass, all that noise. And, and once he goes under there, Uh-oh. he, um, yeah, he goes under there between the thighs and he just happens to, um, find a big set of balls. 
I knew it. It's a Tone Loke song. It was a tranny there. <laughs> this story sounds familiar. This it guy, does. I'm telling you this. I really wish it was my own story because oh you know God, if, no. this, if this happened to me, I'd be talking about it all the time because this is good material. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. This guy actually fell just a handful of balls, and he freaked out and ran out of the uh, ran out of the, the the club and back to San Diego ASAP. Oh, he even left his friend behind. Now, was he drinking that funky cold Medina? He was drinking. That. No, he was drunk. No doubt, he was drunk. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. That's true. But he he was drunker than a skunk and having a great time. And but apparently he he missed that Adam's apple there, huh? <laughs> How do you not see that? I, it's like kind of one of the first things I look at when I'm out, out at the fucking bars. Pardon my French. I don't mean to swear. Good God. And, I had a couple of a couple of cocktails tonight, so hey, watch your fucking watch your fucking mouth, Wiener. Oh, <laughs> I'd also like to see those anti-hero movies. I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Deadpool that is actually a hero movie because he went out. He was doing a lot of good stuff. He, he got out of the bad limelight with a. Uh, what was that? Uh, down Miami, some about like I don't know, uh, Hooters be, or something. To be honest with you, I don't think I've ever even seen that film. Oh yeah, you gotta check it out. It's good. Even the the second one's good. I want to check out the one with uh, Fred Savage in it. I think that would be pretty amazing. Amazing. And yeah, you know, I'll check it out myself if it's um, any good. If you say it's as good as it is, I'll check well, it it's out. PG, it's PG thirteen, so. Ah well, you know. Yeah, we'll work with what we got. Yeah, I know. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, we'll it's give it a shot, cool, though. You know. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. it it's a little the queer. It's a, it's a little did, queer, but we'll watch it. Don't you, guys, you slander the good name of Deadpool. <laughs> we did love you guys the, watch Venom? We love the queers here, by the way. Uh, gotta, gotta put yes. that out there. Cause I there, there are, Venom. there are many gay listeners out there. I don't want to disrespect them. Is queers good? No, I'm The queers are good. <laughs> oh venom it's it's okay it's tolerable all right i haven't seen it but i i did see uh a trailer and it did look fantastic i mean it was no um what, what was that sandra bullock movie that i saw recently the the whole bird thing oh please i bird saw that started on that i saw that shit she was like uh, walking around with a blindfold i didn't know what was going on i i didn't watch it and i don't think i will it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie in the world. I didn't think it was that bad because, you know, it was kind of apocalyptic sort of thing. You know, I'm kind of a mark for that, so I didn't think it was that awful. But, you know, I'm kind of a mark for Sandra Bullock. She's kind really? of you know, she's kind of stayed she for Yeah, she's kind of, you know, got a soft spot for her. <laughs> I got a hard spot for her. <laughs> oh, you got a hard spot for her as well. <laughs> oh yeah, she's hot. <laughs> Amazing. I'm damn right. <laughs> oh yes, I'm looking at the chat in there, and they're asking about the venting part. Oh, they're they're curious about the whole UK guy. Oh yeah. Oh, the UK guy. Yeah, but this guy, you have to understand, this guy kept like he would message me uh, before I would do a show. The issues with the network and issues with my show. He would say, "Oh, I I." He told me this a couple nights ago. He's like, "You know, I stopped your show." Because I had an issue with your guest, and he went on with a wall of text. And it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck if if you don't like the guest or not. And it's your network. I don't give a fuck what you do. 
You could not air my show. It doesn't matter to me. People are, are now, still going to hear my what shit. What network so. would that be, though? It's a dude in the UK, and he's just a fucking pussy. He's a, he's an older man, and it's I, I don't understand it. He messaged me again today, and this time, this time he went about and saying that he's just he's just done with the network. So the website doesn't even work now, which is fine. I don't I don't give a fuck what he does, but I just thought. Um, you know, this dude was just always complaining to me for whatever reason, and it's like, I don't give a fuck, man. What, why, why are you even messaging me for? It gives a shit. Was it constructive criticism, or was not it just not even, not even? This guy was just offended, basically, about what was being said on the program, and it's like I'm not responsible for what people say, and it, I'm, I guess, I'm sorry if you're offended by that. I say that all the time on Facebook. It's, it's like, fuck off. Who cares if you're offended? If you don't want the show on, then drop the show. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give, I don't give two monkey shits if you don't listen. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, that Katie Hopkins has bigger balls than this uh, older man is just really sad to me. And again, I'm glad that he decided to drop the network. All good. Yeah. And uh Zeke in the chat room is saying, Michael, you only have 30 subscribers now. What happened? No, the fact that you are listening to this and watching this on another uh YouTube channel, since YouTube has been a bit of a prick to me, and, uh you know, you are listening on a backup channel. As a result of uh, Jim Fetzer, they've actually removed every interview I've ever done with Jim Fetzer off of YouTube. So, which has em- impacted me uh doing a live show on my original channel. So that's why you are here. I hope that answered your uh, question there. Zeke, Jewtube, World of Dreams, that's what he says. Uh, very huh. true. Hey, lover butts. Is hey, that is that Yuck Nasty? Yuck. Hey, what's up, man? There he is. I am having yuck. an amazing time listening to Bobby's on this amazing <laughs> you're, you're, you're happy listening to the Bobs. Yeah, man, I've been drinking every time you say amazing, and it's been a fucking fun fucking show. <laughs> well, ain't that amazing? That's amazing. Take a drink. I'm drinking too. I'm glad. I'm glad all of you are drinking as well. It's a great time, and you know, I'm glad you're here because I did want to discuss another thing with all of you out there: uh, the fact that we live in such a fast-paced world, and uh, everyone nowadays, you know, they want to date, they want to bang someone new. And now in the 21st century, there are dating apps, and one of them being Grinder. That's for our homosexual friends out there. And I was just curious, uh, yuck, if if you've been hanging around uh, Grinder lately. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute! All I heard was, um, "This is for our gay listeners." Oh, amazing! Uh, take it away. <laughs> Just take it away. Um, any yeah, comment? Any comment here? Go ahead. Uh, apparently, Grinder says it has more than three million daily users. Oh my God, that's amazing. That is amazing. But here's uh, something even crazier: a, a, a gentleman by the name of Matthew Herrick, a restaurant worker, aspiring actor in New York, oh. claimed that for months an ex-boyfriend used the dating app Grinder to harass him. I mean, that that sounds like a crazy bitch already. So just imagine, it doesn't even matter if you are straight or gay, you are always going to have this counter partner who's going to be crazy. Yeah, you could. Uh, that's right. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's AOL or ICQ or whatever. The it don't matter. Earlier. It doesn't matter. You're going to find crazy people. 
Facebook. Dude, I, I one time I thought Tom was really into me on MySpace. Tom was, was Tom? into you. <laughs> oh, that guy. I thought he wanted to touch me. <laughs> Swipe right on Tom. I mean, you would want to get me too by, you know, you would want to me to him. <laughs> yes. I know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you get that money from him. That's, right. That seems to be the, the big divider. And, you know, Yuck, I'm glad you're here because that reminds me. I'm glad to. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me, Yuck, I, I, I'm very curious what you thought of uh, Don Lemon recently uh, talking about Kevin Hart. I know you like comedy, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you think about all this. It, it seems uh, like these people are – Well, What did Don Lemon do now? Well, you know, he, he was very emotional. He was uh, criticizing Kevin Hart with what he said on Twitter. Apparently, you know, he made some not so kind words to the gay community out there, the LGBT community. Yeah, Kevin Hart did. He made some jokes and he got kicked off of the, what was it, the Grammys and the right. Emmys. How do you feel about that? It. Because, because I'm curious because, you know, you like comedy as much as I do. And, and um, you know, I, I, I sit so back, right. I sit back and I see all these comedians getting hit left and right with all this nonsense. I think and, I think a lot of this quick right. um Go ahead, Yuck. Take over. Yeah, what what is it called? Like um click 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 whatever the fuck. What, what, it's just anything to do to get a click. click. Oh, clickbait. Yeah. Oh, clickbait. Clickbait. Yes. Right. I think that has fucking has taken control of our news now. Cuz it's whatever to get somebody to click on something. Like um so we got to expose this person, expose that person, buddy. Right. And nobody can calm the fuck down and understand that it's a fucking joke. Yeah, that yeah. that seems to be the big issue, that these are comedians, and yet you want to put them on some sort of pedestal, because that's what you're doing initially. Uh, what's up, Bobby Blades and Bobby Anthem? I'm the sorry, Bobs. I got to address my <laughs> The Bobs are here. I got to address my brothers. What's up, man? Hey, bro. I address them. letting you tell your story, you know? Yeah, you know, we always love to listen to you, man. That's yeah. true. that. Dude, Dude, I'm man. Guys, I'm so happy that you have him on your show, Michael. Are you? Dude, I, it's amazing. And I'll drink that one. Yes. Cheers, Wiener. Are you moist? Oh, no. Yuck is, is perpetually moist. Forever no, moist. It's actually his microphone that's moist. <laughs> I know, you're I like, uh, you're like, uh, what's her name? Allison Mack right now. Just moist. Bending over oh. for Hollywood. <laughs> She's in a little bit of trouble. Actually, <laughs> actually, that was very dark what I just said right there. I know it was. Jesus Christ. I was trying to figure out a joke to reply to it, but Wiener, Wiener came in with the fucking alley-oop. I know. I mean, that whole Nexum cold thing. Yeah. I mean, you you got to have, um, uh, you know, I was going to make a joke, but that was just completely inappropriate. <laughs> what's up What's up with the E guy? What's up with the E guy? How? What's up with him? That you guys was amazing. Talk about the Dark Overlord and the 9/11. That was th- that was actually his first interview anywhere. No. So you know oh. he was a little green behind the ears, but that's okay. Well, you definitely need to have Bobby and Bobby the Inhumans back and Bob's. let them uh, by themselves as uh, as your guest. They they nope. are my guests though. We're we're doing the show now. I know, but I see now I'm I'm talking over them. Well, you could you could talk over them. They love you. You're yeah. fine, yeah. You're, you're fine. good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and you, 
So yeah. people have been listening to us for the past two and a half hours. So, you know, yeah. Man, right. I, I, dude, I just love you guys. I love that the three of you are together because it's the same type of shows, same type of knowledge, same type of research yeah. in human experience. Man, it's exactly what yeah. your fans, uh, Michael Deacon, would love. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, we're still just, Blades and I are still just babies in this. We're still finding our voice and finding our way and trying to figure out still what we're doing and how to get it across. You know, we're, we're still coming along and we look up to what, uh, Michael is doing. Yuck, we absolutely look up to what you do. You're the reason, you're the reason all of us have come together in the first place. Hell yeah. Well, cool. I am amazing, and I'm going to drink that one. <laughs> you need a drink right away. And by the way, speaking of um, bad decisions and drinking, that fucking Drake, there's a video of him um, fondling a 17-year-old girl on video on, on stage there. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm oh, telling you, everyone is going down in 2019. What's up with these people <laughs> touching kids? I don't know, man. We got R. Kelly pissing on girls and banging Underage women getting married to them, Aaliyah, I'm looking at you, even though you're dead. Um, you know, R. Kelly, you know, I have a few things in common with him. I have pissed on someone before, but it was unwilling, and of course, it was a homeless person I pissed on and not an underage girl. <laughs> so a bit of a difference. <laughs> a bit of a difference there. I used to piss on my ex-girlfriend in the shower. <laughs> you used to piss on your old ex-girlfriend, really? Yeah. In the shower! Wiener has lots of shower stories. I mean, well, that, that's, you know, that's not exactly that dirty. That's pretty clean. You're in the shower, so. Let me, let me elaborate on this situation here. Oh my god. Go ahead. I grew up watching, like, Looney Tunes, alright? You know, (laughs) fucking Looney Tunes, okay. I gotta see how he connects these. Here we go, here we go. Yes. Me and her were in the shower, and I was pissing at her, but I wasn't, like, doing full stream. I was, like, you like a sprinkler? Oh, little you? little squirts. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to make her dance. So I'm just throwing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. Goddamn! Cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs> he said amazing. Did she actually drink your urine though? No, she did not drink it. Okay, Jeez. good. It was, I was pissing on her feet, not her face. Okay, <laughs> I just just curious. <laughs> just thought I had asked there. That's all. All right, I have to throw that out there. I don't know. All right, man. I mean. You're going pretty hard there. Well, You're pissing trying to be, on girls. I'm, trying to, I'm actually going to run for office, so I have to throw my, you know, at the. Oh, you know, you you stuff. just you you just remind me of something. You know, on my on one of my last shows, well, previous shows, you know, I had joked around with dating Melania Trump, and a few newer listeners they they took great offense to that for whatever reason. It was just oh, a joke. It was just a fucking joke, and oh. people got up in arms and they're all angry. They're like. Why would you say that? I, I got a bunch of emails. Why why would you say something like that for? I'm never going to listen to your show anymore. How dare you? She's married. And Trump this and Trump that. And, and I responded to a few of them. And I said, do you, do you really think that Trump would mind if I actually took his wife out? He wouldn't mind one iota. You think he would actually mind? Not at all. He wouldn't care. To be honest with you, if it actually would happen, he wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, come on now. He probably wouldn't. He wouldn't give a shit. Come on. People, he might ask so you to hook up with it. one of your friends. The, the, what, I wouldn't put it past them. He would want to hook up with with someone. He'd want to grab him by the pussy. Apparently. I, I mean, that's one of his moves. 
I wish I, I wish I was a rock star like that. Just, you know, they, they let you do that when you're a rock star, I guess. Not when you're just a regular old Bobby though. Bobby? (laughs) The Bobs? Yeah. Good God. Work your way up to that. You know, grab other stuff. You know, you know what's amazing? I was supposed to talk about climate change. Uh oh. And global warming. Yet here we are talking about grabbing pussy. And grinder. <laughs> I don't know exactly how that happened, but it's pretty how entertaining. This goes so far off the rails. Now, well, that, that usually happens, but it's always entertaining. Always entertaining. Yeah. And of course, I'm entertained. You're entertained. And of course, there was a tragedy, um, ladies and gentlemen. Three killed, four injured in a California shooting in a bowling alley just uh, on Friday, I believe it was. Late Friday, for those that don't know. You can't even go bowling without getting shot nowadays. You can't go anywhere without getting shot at. You better pack a gun, ladies and gentlemen. And a bulletproof vest. And a, a couple of pissing jugs, too. You never know. <laughs> you ever done that before? On the road? Take a piss right there in the car? Yeah, man. Yeah, take like a Gatorade bottle, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say a Gatorade bottle. Uh, bottle. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> Empty Coke can, whatever. Always be prepared. I'm, I not, actually, I'm not pissing in the can. I actually um, don't trust that. On one of my trips when I was on mushrooms driving <laughs> uh, to Los Angeles, um, I ate an eighth of shrooms. I was driving and um, I stopped and I saw uh, a possum. And I was drunk and I had one of those piss drugs on me, the Gatorade full piss. I chugged that thing right at that little motherfucker's face, and I oh, caught him. Gosh. Caught him with the with the piss jug right in his face. It was amazing. He he looked at me. Drink again. The the possum, oh, the possum, the the goddamn possum looked at me like he was offended. And I thought, goddamn right, possum, don't look at me that way. He gave me a dirty look, so I threw that at him. I wasn't going to. I mean, I'm not very, you know, I love animals, but he gave me a look, and I got offended. So, you know, I thought, I'm going to hit this guy with a bottle of piss. <laughs> and I connected. It was amazing. It happens. I mean, hallucinogenics, is, it's a powerful drug. It really is. It really is. It, it truly the was. The odds of him connecting, though. I don't even wow, know how it happened. I don't even know how I slept that night, to be honest with you. It was the focus point. I mean, when you're on hallucinogenics, you're focusing on pretty much everything. You're trying That's to take your word for it. I have no experience. Well, I mean, I wasn't like Doc Ellis when he pitched a no hitter on LSD. Bobby. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was, I was not like Doc Ellis out there, but I mean, I did connect, so I, I am very proud of myself. It was impressive. If you haven't seen now, that uh, that uh, documentary by Doc Ellis, I, I recommend everyone uh, does. He was under the influence of LSD and pitched a no hitter. A no hitter, yeah. Oh God, I I love that story. That's the best story ever. If Doc Ellis was still alive, he would definitely be on the show tonight. I'd follow him. What a ball player! They don't make him like that no more. But interesting enough, um, that sort of behavior that baseball players have, especially pitchers, they all have that sort of weird mentality where they're kind of wild men. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys know that, but. That sort of a attitude and the drug use. A lot of the pitchers in the NBA and NBA, NBA <laughs> in the um, major league, yes, right. They heavily into drugs for some reason. And I, I used to have, well, I still currently do. I have a very, very known pitcher's ex cell phone number. I see. So I get some insane texts. 
from different people that aren't even aware that that isn't the baseball player's number anymore. Oh, interesting. If you, if you go and see where I'm at and you go and put together the pieces, you know exactly whose former number I have. He used to pitch for the San Francisco Giants from my area. I won't say his name, but it's very easy to put those two together. And believe me, there's lots of stewardess that would text me and lots of different players that would text me and lots of different women who would text nice. me through that number. A lot of them would even send me photographs. So, hey. so again, these baseball players, that attitude, even from back then, even from Doc Ellis's time, uh, this sort of attitude still carries over uh, today. It's amazing. There you go. Goddamn. Uh, baseball please. players, man. You guys don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have money and a certain <laughs> level of fame, you know. The world opens up, right? The world is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Good Lord. Pro wrestlers. The Andre the Giant cocaine story, I believe. Or was that um not Andre the Giant, but maybe... Andre the Giant, he was a drinker. Yeah. Yeah, um, not... Uh, the Iron Sheik in, in the oh, hotel yeah. room. Oh, the Iron Sheik. Okay, yeah. Another classic. If you have never <laughs> seen a Iron Sheik interview on the Howard Stern Show, um, you really don't know what you're missing. You don't know anything about entertainment. If you've never seen the Iron Sheik on the Howard Stern Show, I recommend you go to YouTube now and look up those interviews. They are golden. Definitely check them out or else I'm going to get Bobby to put you in the camel clutch. Good morning. Go fuck yourself. I'll humble you. Do you remember the time he threw a bottle in the studio there? I think he might have even thrown it at Beetlejuice. Oh, he didn't throw it at a possum. Not Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, no, not at a possum. Well, if he did, it would have been amazing. <laughs> it really would have. I, I wish he would have nailed that possum. I, I, well, You know, I hate those things so much. I don't know what it is, but possums. It, it's, it's their evil, beady little eyes. I don't like it. I don't like those goddamn things, those rats. You don't trust them. What, do, what the fuck are marsupials doing over here in the United States? It's not right. Marsupials don't belong here. Yeah, they need to get erased. Those goddamn Australians, they brought them here. Yeah. The Australians, they're not so bad. I, you know, I've never really met an Australian who was, you know, like rude or anything. They were always very nice to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's because yeah. we don't know them, right? That's why they're nice. Well, I'm just fucking around. We got... <laughs> <clears throat> I met an Australian yoga instructor about a year ago. She was wearing yoga pants and a sports hey, bra. Hey, hey, tell yeah. us about it, Bobby. I want to hear all of it, every detail. Portal music. It was That's true. I want to hear. Yeah, tell me about this one. Was she a soccer mom? What was going on there? Uh, she was a yoga instructor. Yoga um, instructor. Any yeah, children? Met her, met her through a friend of mine at a party, actually. No kids. Good was she Lord. kids or no kids? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know her that well. I only, I only, I, I didn't, uh, Good answer. when I met her, the yoga pants and the sports bra were still on. So, you know, I didn't get that far. Didn't get that lucky, but yeah, she was nice. She was very nice. Um, Good Lord. Amazing. She was amazing. That is true. And, and by the way, Bobby, <laughs> a 10? By, by the way, Bobby, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you in or cut you off here, but uh, Max Cole is in the chat room. And for those that don't know, Max Cole used to listen to you, Bobby, back in the day. Yes, sir. Back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Max Cole used to listen to me on the radio and, and 
Now nah, he he can out talk me. He can talk circles around me, man. Max is the best, man. I love that guy. Ain't that amazing that it's kind of come full circle. Yeah, yeah. Good lord, absolutely. If I was on trims, I'd be crying right now. <laughs> I'd be I'm emotional. We're kind of for, forming like Voltron right now. That's a good thing. I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm I'm very amazed by this. I think I, I think everybody is. Yeah, truly is. I mean. It's not like, you know, it's not as amazing as, you know, Jared <laughs> He's Kushner. Get everybody fucked up. You know, it's not as amazing as Jared Kushner, you know, hanging out with the Saudi prince high-fiving after, right. you know, they killed Khashoggi. I mean, it's not that amazing, but it, it's up there. Can you spell Ashagi? Ashagi, K-H-A-S-H-O-G-G-I, I believe. All right, well, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and I didn't even uh, have to look. <laughs> I didn't rehearse wow. that, by the way. That was off the top of my head. <laughs> Is it as amazing as Trump looking directly into an eclipse? That would be more amazing, but that tan is what really does it. Those raccoon eyes. <laughs> Never trust a man in orange. That dude's going to get cancer, by the way. All that tanning he does. Well, is it a spray tanning? I don't know if yeah, it's a spray tan. Like spray tan. Is it a spray tan? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure. Either way, I don't think I that's good. My guess. Either way, that's not yeah, good for your skin, good. right? I mean, you're right. Spraying uh, chemicals and shit. Well, the skin looks very leathery right now. Well, he's 70 years old. Yeah, he's, he's, he's about a million. Yeah, he's, he's older, <laughs> dude. You know, he's older than the, the United States Air Force. So, <laughs> now is Keith Richards older than him, or uh, are they about the same age? Mm, Keith Richards, how old is Keith Richards? Let, let me look that up really quickly because you know I'm not even quite sure. How old Keith Rich? Oh, okay, seventy-five years old, folks. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, he was born. He was born in forty-three. Wow. You know, I was gonna put him on my celebrity uh, death pool, but I thought, you know, you gotta be fucking stupid to think he's gonna die. Yeah. Forever, <laughs> that dude's not gonna die. He's you like a, outlive. That, that guy's like a cockroach. That's yeah. like Ozzy. Yeah, that's like Ozzy. Uh, we thought he was gonna die so many times, but he's still kicking. Yeah, you thought Ozzy was gonna die like three decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's still alive. Shit. He took the right combination of chemicals, you know, stumbled, <laughs> a, stumbled upon, you know. Well, we're talking about a guy who once snorted red fire ants, though. Jesus Christ. Do we have to bring that up? <laughs> hey, let's bring up, let's bring up, uh, you know, that, uh, what, what, uh, you're talking, the Rolling Stones guy, uh, god damn it, now I'm having a brain fire. Ooh, here. Keith Richards. Keith Richards snorted his dad's ashes in cocaine. I mean, that's a lot worse. That sounds like Artie Lang, except uh, he snorted glass. <laughs> amazing. It really is amazing. Have you seen Artie Lang's nose? I heard you talking about it. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a pig's nose. Jesus. It's just abused from heroin, cocaine. It looks really bad. It is awful. It really is awful. And by the way, I'm not quite sure if any of you ever... You know, when you were in your younger days, you know, you were probably seeing a couple girls around the same time, right? You know, um, banging two broads around the same time, correct? Any any guys out there? I've never done that. Never done that? No. You've never gone through that before in your life? Nope. Okay, never. well, there's this story here about this um, Australian uh, twin sisters. They were claiming that they both intend to get pregnant by the same very happy boyfriend. <laughs> For some, that would be the proverbial jackpot. But for someone like myself, I would think, you know, that's a lot of bitching you'd have to handle, especially with two women 
Uh, one woman is enough to handle her nonsense. So imagine <laughs> uh, two women. I mean, you're kind of fucked there if you have two women. And let's be honest, uh, both of these girls that I'm talking about, um, you know, the mom is behind it. She wants the, the girls to do that. And again, these women, it's extremely odd. And both women, they're not ugly women, by the way. I think it's safe to say that both of these women are facing shades of mental illness here. I mean, I always thought exactly. twins, yeah, man, I always thought twins were kind of creepy. And especially, I, you know, I recall seeing twin brothers and twin sisters, like, in grade school. And I always thought, man, these people are kind of weird. They always have to, like, dress alike and be, be close to each other all the time. And, you know, I, I know later on that that tends to not be an issue. Most of the time, these twin brothers or sisters, they usually go their separate ways and all that shit. But can you believe it, guys? I mean, these two broads, they want to get pregnant by the same man. That's like some weird incest shit. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Good Lord. Would, would that be the... Would that be the... Um, Bobby, would, would that be the proverbial uh, jackpot for, for you... I would say no, honestly. I mean, good lord. Initially, you know, you know, working working up to it would be nice, but you know, once they're pregnant, that's 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 fucking hell right there. Uh, the names What's of these the, the the names of these women is Anna and Lucy De Cinque. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing that at all uh, correctly, but they're both 33 years old and they have the, of a, a boyfriend by the name of Ben Byron, I believe. And, you know, I see, I see photos of him on their Instagram right now and, you know, he's all happy, he has that cheesy look and all that shit. But eventually, that's gonna become problematic for him down the line. Absolutely. Don't you think that's gonna be kinda of fucked by the end of the night there? You're gonna have to listen so- to, you're gonna have to listen to one of them very angry for whatever purpose. Yeah, yeah that's true. That, that's not a jackpot of me. Yeah. Goddamn, I'm drunk. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Don't make me drink again. God damn it. You gotta drink all the time. Every time you say amazing. You gotta handle your alcohol. That's the drinking game whenever end of days comes on. Every time he says amazing, you take a drink. For those that don't know, I'm already six beers in. (laughs) Doing well here. I need another though. Dude, I think that guy who has the twins that look exactly alike. You saw that. You, You, did you see those broads? I've seen them way before you started talking about it. Yes, I've been following their story. Oh, my. Yeah, they want to get pregnant now by him. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God damn it! I'll drink. Hey, go ahead. I heard that. I heard that in the background. Boy, it happened. <laughs> They're always hitting the mic stand. I know I could hear that, but go ahead, Yuck. <laughs> you were following the story. Go ahead. No, I think, I think, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you'll be able to handle it. You think you can handle that? That's like some Mormon <laughs> shit. Dude, they, them chicks run the shit, right? Okay. Well, I mean, he's not going to be the head of the household. No, absolutely not. He's not going to be the head of the household, that's for sure. I mean, he's always going to have to answer, you know, after them. He's going to have to have their permission to do this or that. Oh, the, I would the, not, would the, not buy into that thought. The constant, at all. the constant bitching about throwing out the trash and, you didn't do this. You didn't smile at me over here. You didn't mention my hair. You know all that nonsense you're gonna hear, dude. If them two, if them two girls are okay with it, like to the point that we're hearing about it in the news. Oh my god, girls are okay with it. That is crazy, though. If you haven't seen this, this is 
This is a fucking story if you haven't seen this, uh, boys and girls. I don't understand how anyone could even go through this. And the mom, the I mother. I hearing about him. The mom is totally cool with it, yuck. What, she, what, the, the grandma? She's all for it. Well, fuck her if she's not. <laughs> <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> Amazing. And by the way, I, I think I need you to, okay. I think I need all of you to keep talking so I can make my way to the fridge since I drank all the beer that was laying around me. Get your fucking beer, goddammit. All right, boys. Well, I trust you. I trust you so much that I will leave the room just to get a beer. Oh, shit. (laughs) Take over. Take over, boys. Go ahead, guys. You, Bobby. Do your thing. I'll be right back. Go ahead, guys. And everybody's silent. (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of what I'm saying to some over there. I'm just drinking some beers <laughs> over here. Uh, I'm waiting for Yuck to take control of the conversation. Fucking pushing! Pushing! This is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Bobby Anthem, you are absolutely amazing. This is completely oh. off the rails. <laughs> man, I'm sorry that I crashed your party with... with no, man. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're here. We're glad you're here, because this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for you in the first place, so thank you. I know, and look at Max Cole in the sandbox. Yeah, like, I know, man. Yeah. Sucking <clears throat> off. This man loving you up the whole time, fucking Bobby. Love Max, man. Exactly. talk to him more. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Did you notice that when he was like, I love Max, I need to talk to him more, his voice suddenly got deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Max Cole has that effect on that's how the brothers. That's how the brothers, brothers communicate, and we don't understand him. And it's, <laughs> Yellow, we're, we're just too white for that. That's what I'm saying. I've been trying for so many years to get on that fucking plateau. Frequency. <laughs> lower that frequency. Come on, Bobby Anthem. Why do you got to raise your voice when you're talking to me? <laughs> oh, amazing. I'll drink it. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Dude, Sensible Sam is all fucked up because he's been trying to keep with the um drinking game. Yeah. For every time Michael D says amazing, she's like, I can't do it anymore, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my plans 14 times already. <laughs> oh, that's great. Shout out to Sam. We love you, yeah, baby. we love Sam. We well, shout out to everybody in the chat who, like, came on over tonight. I mean, that's yeah. that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Evan yeah. Hill is Evan amazing. Hill. Yep. Yeah, even Evan showed up. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> even though he called me gay, he's still amazing. Are you gay? <laughs> According to Evan Hill. Are you sure I'm you're not? Gender, I'm gender fluid, man. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, I'm gender shit. solid. <laughs> I'm gender liquid. We do have a problem here, boys. What's that? What's that? Now I can't find the bottle opener yet again. Again? Oh, no. What the fuck? Slam it against the fucking counter. Pardon my French. Man, pop up the fucking lighter, man. Come on. Who the hell? Don't you know you're going to get him kicked off the fucking air? This is not good. Man, all these squares. This is not good, boys. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You really got deleted today, Michael? No, I mean, well, just an interview with, um, with, what's his name, um, Jim Fetzer. Yeah, a doc, doctor, uh, Mr. Uh, Jim Fetzer, they um, got rid of one of my interviews with him. I was very sad by that. 
I thought you were saying that they deleted your whole fucking page today. Oh no, they haven't de- deleted the channel. Just just that episode. Yeah, it's all good though. Yeah. It happens. That's life. Have you guys ever checked out Jamie Deluxe? Jamie D L U X Deluxe. Is that a porn actress? No, oh, man, he's a guy actually. Oh, it's a guy. Okay. His channel just got deleted today. He's one of my favorite channels. Let's see, what does he do? He exposes, he makes videos exposing a lot of the fucking pedophiles. Oh, I see. I would. Oh. Yes. Yeah, dude. That's unfortunate. So he got his channel uh, taken away. And he got it back. He, he, um, yeah, he got it taken away. Dude, I was listening to like his play, uh. playlist last night to like four o'clock in the morning. He got deleted at like five o'clock in the morning. Um, he repealed it or whatever the fuck. They said no. Then he repealed it again. And they said, okay, you got your channel back. That's interesting. He he lost all his subs. I do not know if he lost all of his videos that he had uploaded as well. But I know his subs are all the way gone. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah. dude. um, That sucks. There might be, dude, some of your listeners might know who he is. He said he, he, he really makes really good videos. Um, again, crazydaysandnights.net. We talked about that website before. He gets a lot of his blind items and his videos, inspiration from those blind items on that website. Yuck, I'm getting angry. You should get angry. I'm getting angry. I can't find my, my butthole opener. (laughs) Your butthole? I'm getting pissed. (laughs) You just had it. I I literally just had it in my hand too. Can I just tell you something? Do you have strong teeth? I do, but not not enough to where I'd be comfortable opening up a, a bottle. Okay, do you have a uh a use a lighter, man? Well, no, I'm just saying use a fucking pardon my French. Use a counter. I'll use something right now. By by the way, hold on one quick moment. There is another person on the line here. Caller, go ahead in the eight three zero area code. Go ahead. How you doing? Uh, this is Neil. Neil, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. Uh, I was uh, wanting to talk to you on the phone, you know, instead of just, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get in touch with you on the radio station, you know. I'm here, brother. What's uh, up? Uh, well, I was talking about the Open Eye Project, but I was talking about some other stuff last time I talked to you about, right, you know, right. what happened during the war, the war and stuff. Right. But I don't think I talked to you about how to... uh you know, look through your eyelids and open the third eye and stuff. My goodness, I don't think you have. Yeah, I've been doing research and a lot of that stuff, uh, like using, uh, going around railroad tracks. They got energy fields around uh, railroad tracks because they hook to the ley lines. And scientifically, all the, uh, you know, electromagnetic field of the earth has the energy field around railroad tracks too, you know. By the way, Neil, that is amazing, but I just want to tell you that I, I did find the bottle opener, so now I am really happy. Yeah, I just got a beer. When you went to go get a beer, I said, well, let me go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You're doing it right. You're doing yeah, it right. I, I drink, uh, I drink uh, Severe Nevada uh, torpedoes. What is that? Um. It's a very strong hoppy beer. It's a IPA, you know, very strong hoppy. It's got Word. a very, very strong t- 
taste, yeah. Okay. That it's sounds a pretty manly good. beer. You got to be a man to drink that beer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You got to be a man. That's true. I'm actually... I'm actually drinking an IPA myself, Aurora Hop Yellis. It's a, you know, it's a pretty good IPA. Oh yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, the thing is, when I when I was younger, I didn't see these invisible. You know, I've been doing research and seeing invisible dimension. I didn't see these things until later on. You know, in my life, when I started doing research, the thing is, I figured out something like the metrics. Uh, the aliens are doing things to the human race, like messing with our DNA or something. Right. Because cause I can see them very good now, but it's because I started looking. But I started remembering the ancient ways. Uh, ancient ways, yeah. Oh, did we lose you? I, w- I think we might have lost Neil there. That's a shame. I was just going to ask him exactly how he opens his third eye. Hey, Bobby, we got to have to have him on the show, man. He just dropped sure. out, by the way, in his call. <laughs> Not sure what happened to him there, but he's gone. That's unfortunate. It really Sunspots. was. I, I was having a great time listening to him. That's a Neil. He, he's been messaging me uh, quite often. Not on Grinder, but on Twitter. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah, okay. just just in case you wondered. I, I thought I had to yeah. clarify that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, <laughs> By the way, th- this beer is actually really good. This brand called Aurora Hoppyellis. For those out there that don't know, it's a pretty dark beer and it it does the job. Especially if you drink it quick. I don't know. Do you like the you like the bitter beers like uh, Guinness Extra Stout? I'm not really that down with Guinness, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't fuck with it. I had uh, I'm not I bought it. some uh, over the holiday and I drank one and I. It tasted like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> understood, understood. Yeah, th- this brand, though, definitely get you uh, a, a sixer or something of the uh, of uh, Aurora Hop Yellis IPA. A great beer for those out there who are wondering what I'm drinking. Been, I've been drinking that before the show started. Do you have to get that at a craft beer place, or can you just go to the liquor store and pick it up? I think you could get that at a liquor store. I believe I picked this up at like a, a Rite Aid or something. I think it was. <laughs> Holy right. shit. Oh, yeah. But there are places where you could probably pick this up. I'm sure it's probably available where you're at. I'm not quite sure if you are. Well, you're not in California, that's for sure. Nope. Yeah, so you might have, maybe you might have some trouble finding this. What is it? It's just an IPA, but, you know, California, they just have... An abundance of great choices in terms of IPAs and uh, dark beer is pretty good in my in my opinion. There, there's yep. some good brands. Don't get me wrong. Many nah, good dark and beers. the best brands are in Wisconsin. You don't know none about this shit. It's amazing. Where, Wisconsin? <laughs> you got that right. What's going on there? Cheese and beer. Cheese and beer. I got I got to say one thing. There's this one liquor that I love. It's called the Knot. The Knot. Yes. It's an Irish whiskey. It's a hundred. I think it's a hundred some proof or something. Oh, whiskey. Yeah, it is fucking fat. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that's that's a di- that's a different story when you're drinking whiskey. Uh, you know, I always say the thing the the same thing when I take a soma. Uh, when you take a soma, that's amazing. Or a Xanax. I'll drink to that. Amazing. I, I never did the Xanax or whatever. You've never taken a soma while drinking. Oh, I I had done that and it 
Oh. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a story for sure if you do that. You're on another fucking. Planet. <laughs> you're you're not even there. Yeah. I remember. You no longer exist when you do that. I remember when I was uh, taking somas every now and then, out of the blue, out of the blue, and um, yeah, man, you always have a story. You don't even remember how you end up in your bed at night. It's amazing. <laughs> is that is that young drinking in the background? But yeah, end of they get me fucked every time. You it's like oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> we gotta tell them. We gotta stop telling them about our drinking games over here, Wiener. I'm driving down to Texas tonight. <laughs> what the? I gotta find out where Silver Pants is. <laughs> Silver Pants. Silver Pants. Uh, they're, they're talking about some some something on Skype. Uh, yeah, end of days, Mike altogether. Yes. Mike with the letter Y, not the I, all together on Skype, or that number is 760-332-8724. Don't be shy. Yes, yeah, Sam, call love, in. Love to hear your voice. That number is 760-332-8724. Don't be a pussy and call in. Yeah, Sam, stop being a pussy. Yeah, right. take off your pants. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Don't be a pussy and... um. pussy! That's true. <laughs> Or as Michael would say, don't be a cunt. About that, um, about that Netflix special. How's that going? Yuck. Amazing. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what special? I don't it's know. So fucking amazing. It's just a random um thought in my head. I just thought every comedian that has a Netflix special just fucking stinks on ice. Oh, yeah. Yo, um, Bird Kreischer's Netflix special is... He stinks. Uh, I mean, his gimmick is just, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm no. taking off my shirt and drinking. That's my fucking gimmick. Oh, I totally disagree with you. I'm I, not... I, I'm, I'm, I'm polar opposite. I, I hope everything bad happens to him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with Bert. I, I like him. I don't have a problem with him. I just think, I just think his gimmick is kind of stale. That's all. Not at all, dude. I fucking totally feel the opposite way. What, you're going to tell me a story about him drinking with the Russian mob again? I mean, that story gets old. That story. I mean... He tells it every night. Come on. I understand where you're coming from. That's hack. Us. That's hacky. I I don't agree with that, but yes. It kind of is. Be honest. Be honest. I am being honest. Well, as long as you're honest. Dude, he's got stories. I'll message you on Grinder later. No, yeah, baby, I'm going to be right there. I'm the one that swiped right <laughs> on your panty fucking picture, I Michael like Dickett. <laughs> no, man, I love, I see, but you see, love I, her. Seen, I seen, dude, check this out. I seen a Twitter twat post that you posted. Oh. And, and you said something, Michael Deacon was like, I don't like guys, that comedians that talk about their families. You know what? I was like, oh, shit, he must be, he must have just got done watching oh, fucking Bert Kreischer's uh, secret I mean, time. I, I mean, oh, I fuck. don't. I mean, I think that's kind of hack. I mean, the whole, I, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about my family for my entire set. I mean, who gives a fuck? No one cares about your family. That's just... No, people, people who have families care about that. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, that's not real comedy to me. I mean, oh, fuck, who cares? I just don't care. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I just don't think it's funny to me. That's all. Dude, I thought it was hilarious. I watched it twice and laughed my ass off. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me about your wife telling you to take out the trash. Big fucking deal. I'm so, I, I'm so amused by the, the chores you gotta do for your wife. 
Give me a Who fucking break. Who do you even talk about chores? Why, why are you bringing up chores? Uh, because I'm talking about what comedians talk about when they have a fucking family and they have to incorporate that into their, their little act. No doubt, but that's I just not think, for- I just think, oh my god, that's so fucking hack. I gotta, right on. I gotta, I gotta side with, uh, Michael here. Oh, okay, Wiener, go ahead. By the way, wait, 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 no. hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we do have Evan J. Hill on the line here. Amazing. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Look, look, look at the photo. Look at his photo on Skype. He's just laying back down. He looks, he looks, Wiener. he looks like a young Bono from U2 in that photo. <laughs> young Wiener. What? My skate picture, it's amazing. It really is. You look fabulous. You look like Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my grinder account picture. I know, I know, I know. That looks like a profile picture for, for, uh, some guy in grinder. Look at that. It is. <laughs> the towel says reserved for Michael Deacon. Evan, Evan J. Hill, he, if, if, my that's God. I, I, I have to describe this for everyone out there, for those that don't know. Evan J. Hill, he's on Skype here, and he's wearing a full denim suit. And he's got, like, a pimp cane on him, too. That is my Canadian tuxedo. That's amazing. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he's using my picture. That's, <laughs> that's one, of the greatest, one of the greatest photos I've ever seen in my entire life. I w- that picture, I took that picture because I was trying to... uh uh, hook up with a female golfer. Her name is, uh, god damn it, I gotta show you. Globus. Natalie Globus, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, w- I want to take a photo just like that. That's well, so I was here. Dude. What? Good You'd Lord. lend him the fucking suit there, wouldn't you? You still have that kicking around, don't you, Wiener? No, I threw it out after a polar bear plunge. I'm actually thinking about taking some, uh, photographs of myself out there in the, in the dunes. <laughs> and Glamis. For those that don't know, Glamis, California, lots of sand dunes. I'm thinking about wearing a white suit like Puff Daddy and sitting out there in the dunes. Bobby Anthem, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Rocking the. I know the, what you're talking about. Right. Now you have to do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna look amazing like Puff Daddy dancing with Mace. <laughs> it's gonna be well, fantastic. Some ley lines, though, dude. Isn't there ley lines out there that you gotta watch out for? There are. That's true. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, by the way, another uh, movie fact for those out there who love film: um, the, the the film Three Kings was actually filmed out here in Glamis, California, back in the early '90s. And I actually uh, met the director when I was just a child. He actually took me to a McDonald's along with uh, my my uh, friend because he was banging Ice Cube? he was banging my friend's mom. No, 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 oh, well, no. Ice Cube was just an actor in that. I'm talking about the film director. Yeah, I was just wondering if Ice Cube was the friend that you got to go to McDonald's with banging your mom. Oh no, I wish. Oh no, not mom. That'd be pretty. Oh, not my mom. That'd be cool if it was my mother. But it it wasn't my mom. It was just the just the director of that movie there, Three Kings. That's Uh, that's a that's a good movie, by the way. Classic. Wait a minute, who directed that movie? I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, but he, he's done a lot of work actually. Let me, let me look that up yeah. really quickly. But yeah, three Amazing teams. director. Amazing. <laughs> Talented, amazing director indeed. A, a true top talent. So let's talk about ley lines. What are they? What are they all about? What do they do? By the way, the director was David O. Russell. Okay. That was his name. And, and I met this guy. Wow. Yeah. Wow, banging your friend's mom. Banging my friend's mom, and he looked a lot younger, by the way. He's, you know, looks a little bit older here. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, at his photo and I'm thinking, yeah, that, that's the guy. Really nice dude too. Did he let you supersize? I believe he did. He, I think he bought me a, a happy meal. I believe it was. And he never called my friend's mom back, I believe. So he got the job done. In other words, wham, bam, <laughs> thank you, ma'am. That sucks. I know. That's sad. But what are, what about these ley lines though? I'm really concerned. Like you gotta eat, you gotta, you gotta calm me down here. Dude. The ley lines. What, what's your concern with the ley lines? Are they going to get us all? Well, I mean, eventually, these ley lines, they run across all around the globe. Definitely means something, but I think more along the lines, that would be more of a proper question for those that are more into, you know, the new age type. They're they're more along the lines of in tune with that sort of thing. Are you calling us hippies, you fucker? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. I was calling you a filthy, uh, you know, filthy hippie with long hair. Filthy I'm, hippie. I'm kind of a long-haired hippie. But yeah, Bobby is a hippie. But you're black, yeah. Bobby. How can you be a hippie? The hippest. Well, that's racist. Really? Yeah. I thought most hippies were, you know, white guys. Of course you can be black and be a hippie. Why not? Never heard of that before. Hippies. There are plenty. I thought I thought hip I thought black hippies were Jimmy just Hendrix a hippie? Jimmy Hendrix. But I thought he was just hip. There you go. But I thought he was just yeah, hip, not a hippie. Man. When I he when I think a of a man. but when I think of a hippie, I think of a dirty, filthy, you know, bum type. That's not dirty. Hendricks <laughs> didn't seem dirty to me. I mean, he messed around with a lot of dirty women, but that doesn't make him dirty. Well, so do I. I mean, you me- you mess with dirty women, Bobby. I mean, if they'll have me, you allow yourself to be captured. In other words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like he's a Pokemon now. <laughs> like look at Max Cole. Oh my! You gotta catch, gotta catch them all. You gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> a wild Bobby Anthem has just appeared. By the way, I do want to thank um, Evan here for calling in. Not that I'm gonna hang yeah, up on you. I just want to. Thanks, Evan. I know. I just I'm just happy that he called in. Thank you so much for calling, Evan. You're welcome. Always appreciated. Yeah, it's made yeah, us fun. I'm, I'm glad Wiener called in. Well, I'm glad you used my picture for you. <laughs> We're all glad you used Wiener's picture, Evan. You know what, Evan? Evan, you sort of look like a busy bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony, except white. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, shit. I didn't know I was talking to busy bone here. That, his final appearance on Looking at the Face. We got the uh, Caucasian busy bone here. Oh, From Bone Thugs and Harmony. Gonna kill us all? <laughs> well, to be fair, Bobby did say that Busy Bone was the only talented one in the bunch. Well, he's a great, you know, yeah. he's a great singer, great talent, uh, all the talent oh, of the world. God. The guy has some weird high range, and of course he was molested as a child, which makes him basically oh, pretty times. alpha. He's pretty much an alpha, even though he's got molested. He's still, you know, so a tremendous times. talent. He's amazing. He really is. That, that whole, um, his whole life story is actually amazing. You gotta think America's, you gotta think America's most wanted for saving his ass too. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You didn't know that, you didn't think I knew about Busy Bone, did you? Bobby loves Bone Thugs and Harmony. Well, look, I'll be honest with you guys, I actually saw Bone Thugs and Harmony in concert in, in 2005. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Bobby does not want to hear about Bone Thugs. I'm sorry. i got to be honest with you. I'm actually going to go see Bone Thugs in February. Are you serious? I got invited to a Bone Thugs and, and Harmony concert back in uh, 2005. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but I went to the House of Blues and actually got kicked out of the concert. Because, why? Well, I was, in, you know, I was on um, the dance floor. I'm letting some smoke fly. Oh, yeah. They Is, took Joe for you got blazing? kicked out for that. Yeah, isn't that, concert? isn't that ironic? Don't you think? It really is. You know, I was talking to um, Busy Bones, a manager, about that, and he was like, you know, that's that's uh, pretty tremendous that you got kicked out of a Bone concert for blazing. And I thought, I know, right? That's, that's kind of fucked up. But, yeah, Busy Bone, I was talking to his manager. He might even be on the program, too. Busy Bone will? Yeah. Oh, you should have Bobby on that night. Shut the fuck up. Man. I know I'm gonna we're gonna call Bobby. <laughs> me and uh me and Brian. That's his real name. Me and Brian are gonna call you. Nice. Uh, that'll be alright. I'm I'm alright with that. That's amazing. They, knew, they used to know each other. Are you Never. serious? Shut the fuck up. Did you know Brian? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be very, very serious. You right better now. let it out. Evan, you better tell Evan, me the truth. I'm done. I'm done. You better tell me the truth I'm now. Done. I wouldn't say anything. Spill the beans, Bobby. Go ahead. Nope, there are no beans to be spilled. Favorite Christmas memory, go. <clears throat> My favorite memory was when uh, Dogger Baby got uh, one ski. Where, where is Dogger Baby, by the way? <laughs> is he his favorite memory? Come on, is he, Bobby. <laughs> is he on Grinder? Oh, yeah. He definitely is. Right. Good Lord. Good God. We, well, we lost control of this program a long time ago. Oh, a long time ago. But it's, it's it's a good show, though. I mean, I've been drinking beer, having fun with you. I mean, this has been a great night. And you found your bottle opener. I did. And by the way, that number is 760-332-8724. And I can't believe I remember the number because oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I've been drinking all night. So that number is 760-332-8724. And call in. It's amazing. Where's Star? <laughs> I just drink. Where's Star? Michael, you're only in your early 30s, right? How do you follow Bone, Bugs, and Harmony? They are from the 90s. Well, my friend Zeke, I'm, you know, I'm here to tell you that I'm pretty, you know, I know musicians and I myself consider myself a musician. You know, I played in bands all my life and, you know. Did Evan bring up Bone Thugs and Harmony? No. No, I did not. Twitter says yes. No, actually, I didn't. No, no. Deacon brought him up. I'm going to bring one of them on here. I just want you to guys yeah. to know that. God damn it. You know, I did talk to, <laughs> you know, I've talked to rappers plenty of times. Can we bring up someone from Two Life Crew? I, yeah. I'd be down Luke. if you want to, if you want to bring in someone from Two Life Crew, I'd be down to talk to them. Uncle yeah. Luke. It's cool with me. I'm we down. We're friends with them on Facebook. We just friends with Uncle Luke on Facebook right now. Yep. It's happening at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Stop picking at me because I'm fat. What? <laughs> what? You body shamers. Well, either way, I'm going to call in um, with um, any member from Bone that I bring on here. We're going to call Bobby Anthem. Oh, shit. I don't shit. think you should do that. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. There, no. There's going to be there's going to be some trouble. You're going to call your cell phone. I don't think you should do that. Is there is there beef, Bobby? Is that true? I don't think the I don't I just I don't think that's the thing. That should Bob, Bobby, is there beef? Is that why you're so resistant to this idea? I feel like we should move on. Oh man, move on. That's a political answer. Yeah, Bobby, you you're all about politics. Bobby, you're right wing. All of a sudden, this is a right wing show now. 
<laughs> Bobby, this is a far right. Bobby, Bobby just blocked me on every way possible. <laughs> I never, I never heard of this stance before, Bobby. Uh, you, you are, um, you're right wing now. This is a right wing show. Very much so. The bo- I think the, you the wall. Bring Alex Jones on the show right now. Discuss oh, the wall. Good. This is a right wing show. Go, build the wall. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe Biden. I want to build a wall around Evan fucking Hill. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I th- I don't think he can use my picture anymore. That's just wrong. <laughs> I oh asked your permission. No, I didn't sign off on anything. You were oh, drunk. You said should you said I'm just drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just drinking a beer. <laughs> I, I I do want to thank uh Evan Hill, by the way. Once again, for you know, looking like uh, Byron from Busy Bo- uh, Busybone, Byron, by the way, Evan J Hill. Thank you. Is that how this topic got brought up, yeah. Bobby? Yeah. That's Evan J Hill. Yeah, that's how it okay. brought up. As soon as I saw Busybone there, I knew it. So he can't kill me. By the way, speaking Bobby of can't, Bobby can't hurt me. <laughs> by the way, speaking of Busybone, he's been feuding with um that one rap group Migos. <laughs> Damn it, man! What the fuck is Good going on? Lord. By the way, are you guys fans of, of uh, modern day rap? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I like I'm some of the beats. All. I'm not going to lie. I like some of the beats. But then again, you know, these are like beats that I heard back in like 2009. So no. it's like th- this sort of like trap music, you know, that sort of thing. I was talking to a lot of rappers back in 2009. And, you know, for, yeah, for but those there that, wasn't the mumble rap, though. Well, the mumble rap was just starting to begin. was starting to pop off around 2009, 2010. That's when the whole, you know, trap music, Young, that's Young, when Young, it was getting popular. And shit. Right. And here's another thing. A lot of people don't even know that, you know, I got a lot of street credit. You know, a lot of rappers, they, they know what's up. They know what time it is. They actually God. like they know what time it is. They know what time it is. They know the scuttlebutt. They, they actually know about the program. I'm not lying. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It sounds Evan, like I'm full of shit. Evan Hill, calm down, man. He knows the Bloods and the Crips. I'm telling you. Time. I'm telling you. The, 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 I'm telling you. They know all about the show. They they love the show. They tune in. I'm I'm not lying to you. I I got a lot of street cut after I brought in uh, Freeway Ricky Ross. I'm telling you, a lot of rappers. They're all oh, about yeah. the program. They oh, love yeah. the show. Yeah, that gives you credibility. I'm telling you, dude, if I go to L.A., you know, I've hung out with a lot of crazy people. I'm telling you. I'm not kidding about that. I, I am connected. That's why That's I'm, cool. you know, kind of arrogant with some of these things. I'm just like, you know, we'll, we'll fuck you up if we want. Stop being arrogant with that shit. We're going to have to stay quiet now. From brother to brother. You have to calm down. Not a good look. Or we're calming down. To humble you. We're calming down. We're calming down like, uh, you know, we gotta relax here like the Iron Sheik is gonna humble us. You gotta, gotta chill out like a landline. Oh yeah. Like, I, the, like the Iron Sheik humbled, um, Eddie Bravo. Oh, that's true. In the car. That's true. I remember that video. That was a couple years back in like 2010, 2011. Dude, more than that, yeah. Was it really that long ago? Well, what's he on? 10 years. God oh, he it. pissed himself when he was on the Opie and Anthony show. The Iron Sheet. Purpose? Like, 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 no, he was just, no, he was so drunk. He didn't, he just was, he, yeah, didn't, he, just, he just sat there and pissed <laughs> his pants. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up, Evan. You know, I'm, I've always been kind of, uh, taken back that Yuck has never really been 
and Opie and, Ap- uh, Opie and Anthony fan from, you know, way back yesteryear. Since yeah. the fact that he has his partner and dog a baby. And, you know, Opie and Anthony kind of laid the way for comedians all around the world. Um, you know, that program influenced me early on as well. I've always liked Anthony very much. And Anthony actually used to follow me on Twitter before uh, his account got banned. Oh, shit. You'll have to find him again. Oh, eventually. But I think he's, uh, like his book says, permanently suspended. That fucking Anthony Kumia banging trannies left and right. <laughs> Maybe I should say allegedly before I get sued. You should say allegedly. Allegedly, I'm sorry, but go ahead and look up a Sue Lightning. I was doing it. Amazing. That's true. You didn't think I'd bring up Sue Lightning, did you? No. Evan's doing it. I don't know who Sue Lightning is. You know who Sue Lightning is, Evan? No. Oh, my God. That's a a tranny cross player that uh, Anthony Cumia, his ex-girlfriend, said that, you know, he was banging her. Oh, sweet. Uh, for some reason, all these top comedians and actors, they're always banging trannies for some reason. It's really weird. What's up with that? Is, do they like I don't get it. I don't fucking get it, but that's what, what they're into. They're always banging trannies. They're always banging uh, someone. It's, the only it's way you get to 100 million is if you like to get pegged, little boy. Yeah. That's a That'd terrible cool. thing. It, 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 they, they so many fucking hot chicks, they're fucking trying something different. I think that's you what know? happens. I mean, just look at Charlie Sheen. I mean, you go through all kinds of hot women. Eventually, you get tired. And I guess you you got to say, well, I guess that guy looks good, so I'm going to bang him. Then Thank you God. get the the AIDS. Then you get the AIDS, yeah. Like Charlie yeah. Sheen, he's got AIDS, right? Yeah, too much tiger blood. <laughs> oh my too God. Too much ass sex. <laughs> it's called mangina. <laughs> it called AIDS enter. Well, whatever, man. That seems what it is, though. I betcha. It's out of pure boredom. I don't know what to call that, to be honest with you. I could never be that bored to bang a tranny. Really? No. <laughs> well, I'd rather, re- I'd rather read a book. <laughs> he just wants to bang a guy, not a tranny. I just want to bang a straight up dude. Exactly. <laughs> Do you, do you want to be amazing? Do you want to bang like a twink kind of guy or do you want to bang kind of like a, you know, like a more of like a manly man like Dimebag Daryl? Um, like cool. a power bottom. Power bottom. Real good power bottom. I'm getting no, no, no. I'm, I'm, Max Cole. By the way, he's holding Max Cole. It's a power bottom. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying, right, Bobby Babe? I mean, Bobby Anthony. By the way, this, has been recorded. by the way, this conversation gave me AIDS already. <laughs> I'm scratching well, for some reason. I don't know what's going on either. Good lord. Skype crabs. <laughs> All I know is that my face feels really nice. Yeah. That's the soothingness of Bobby Anthem's voice. I think that's yeah. the I think that's the alcohol <laughs> and sperm. My face when I'm with Bobby Anthem and I love it. Good God. Well yep. things Sorry. have been um Pretty uh, fun here on the program. We we talked about a lot of things here, and yuck, I'm not quite sure if you were listening uh, uh, to earlier on in the program. I had some um, very interesting guests talking about hacking and all this crazy shit. Did you hear that, by the way, yuck? Yeah, dude, I tried to listen, but dude, I tried. You tried, but you gave <laughs> up. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. What else. Try to listen to him. Struggle is real. Understood. Yeah. I, I appreciate your honesty. Oh yeah. I love you, baby. I was, I was waiting for the Bobbies. The Bobs. The Bobs are I'm with you. They were the, the star of the show. That's true. 
Bro, you need to have them back on again and let them, without E, who hacks stuff and all that bullshit, man. The bombs are you fucking. Dude, these guys are hilarious, man. They are the best. Michael Deacon, these are your friends. You need to fuck with them all the fucking time. Well, I think I know that already. Yeah, we, yeah, we have a good relationship. That's true. I fingered Bobby Anthem. You know? Finger is happened in real life. I Dude, he's in Cleveland and his fucking penis has a head in <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. I grabbed him by his mangina. <laughs> it had to happen. And he Lord. yelled out, beat that dick. Well boys, I'm looking at the time and wow, we went three hours already and 37 minutes. I think it's time to wrap up the program and uh, yuck, any final words before we depart here on this uh, wonderful night? Man, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. <laughs> I fucking love all of you guys. Evan Hill, that's my partner. Wiener! By the way, before we go, Maxco actually joined the line here, and he's live on the air. Maxco, go ahead. Oh, my God. This is like a cerebral <laughs> orgasm over here. <laughs> cerebral oh cerebral orgasm? What the fuck? Oh, listen to all these voices. I, uh, I actually, uh, I did, uh, I have to say, I, I definitely oh my had God. a quake below the, the, uh, waist there in the car. Are you jerking off, Yo. Max? <laughs> Close Yo, to it. I'm telling you. Max. I got it in hand. I, I got it in my hand right now. Are, are you amazed that Bobby Anthem is here? The, you're, the, the man you used to listen to and you were just a young whippersnapper. Oh yeah. Isn't in that my, a, in my dirty days. Isn't that amazing that this is such a small world? <laughs> That, you know, we're, we're getting drunk here and you're listening to uh, Bobby Anthem of all people. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Oh, man. I just, this is fantastic tonight. It really is. I had a great time drinking beer, talking to all of you. It's, it's, you know, it never ceases to amaze me. It's, it's amazing. God damn it, stop. You you fucking dick. I'm still drinking. I'm sorry. We got Wiener, Bobby, Yuck, God, Evan. This is crazy, man. This this is probably the most I've ever drank on the air. I'm pretty drunk. It's amazing. Wait, is Blade still here? Blade's in? Right now? Yes. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. Max, I don't know if you've ever spoken with Blades before. It's my boy, Bobby Blades. Yeah, it's just online, but yeah, it's good to hear the voice. What's good, Max? How you doing? You got the full Barry White voice in effect, I see. Oh, my God. I know I'm trying to be like Deacon, man. It's that dude, man. He's got, he's got the silk. He's yeah, got that silk. The loud pipes. That's true. It's like you motherfuckers have like 15 compressions. Like <laughs> I'm running through uh 13 mixers. Yuck. <laughs> Whoa. I'm actually using your standard uh, cheap uh compressor. To be honest with you, it's not really much to this compressor at all. I'm using. A pretty low compression here, yet I still sound amazing. You that Sam Audio. By the way, there 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 was some individuals out there who were very angry with the sound of my voice in another in another uh, channel. I actually crashed someone's you know little Discord chat room, and they were live on the air, and they were very angry with me. They're like, "Look at this guy with with the fucking voice, and he's got the compression." And you know, they they were going on and on and on. And I said, "Hey, look, look, look listen here, fucko." I said. Even with my setup, you still wouldn't sound nearly as good as I do, you piece of shit. <laughs> Sounds about right. It was amazing. And, and you know, he shut the fuck up really quick after that. He never even, you know, even tried to get in here again. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I told him, I said, you know, you're in California. I'll give you my address. You can come down here, and I'll break your fucking legs and amputate your fucking leg. Nice. <laughs> and I got really dirty, didn't I? And he can come visit, though? I'll leave him for fucking dead on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Son of a great. bitch. I'm trying to get Froggy on here. How dare you? Yeah, Michael you went to straight up gangster. I'll fucking amputate his leg, I'm telling you. With the director. The director, man. By the way, amputating was... someone's legs, that's probably the most fucked up thing you could say. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. True, man. Very specific. Leave you He's for like, dead. I will rip off your arms and beat you to death with your limbs. What if you did like one arm and one leg? You gotta remember I live dead. in the, you gotta remember I live in the desert and we'll fucking bury you out here. It no makes shit happen you. and nobody will ever know. That's true. No one will hear you cry out here. Yeah. To surgically remove somebody's leg, that's oh. a hell of a threat. You gotta watch your mouth yeah, out what here. What would you use? What would you use? It doesn't matter. You can Do use you've got the Dexter knife. kill room and everything? We got all sorts of saws out here. We'll have fun with you. Sweet. Sawzalls? Amazing. And by the way, Max, since you're here, How's it been going for you, my friend? We we do have Andy out there who's constantly oh, bringing up um, Wendy's to you for some odd reason. <laughs> I I'm still trying to figure that out. What's that uh, all about? I don't know what that's all about. Our friend Andy from Atlanta, he, he's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, he's he's. I don't know. He's on one lately. He's talking about Wendy's all the time. He's he's a little nuts. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Andy. <laughs> Andy in Atlanta. So those milfs he's messing around with. He's, Atlanta, uh, you know, he's been he hanging does. out with, he's been getting some of that, that, um, some of that Hershey love out there. <laughs> That's just strip clubs, man. That's they drop right. It. They drop it on you. I know that. I mean, well, to be honest with you, they don't have what they have in Long Beach, but that's another story. Oh, man. Don't talk mm-hmm. about Long Beach. Long Beach. <laughs> My God. What, what, what's up with Long Beach for some reason? Why is it, why is that such a wonderful place to visit? Man, that's, that's, you know, you know, so you know about that. See, that's. I spent you a week in there. I, I spent a week in there, and I um, ventured around the the city in, in Long Beach. Ooh. They were very kind to me. Yes, indeed. very yes. kind. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, co-signed that. Oh yeah, Long Beach. It's a great <laughs> place if you know what I mean. Well, I think the most attractive women are near the beach. That's what oh, happens. Nine? That's what happens. Oh, nines and tens for damn sure. You I mean, I mean, they're not going to look as good as Evan J Hill's um, you know, display photo here. Yeah, I am looking at that. He is kind of pimped out. There's that like a, uh, I'm telling you, like he looks like, wiener. he looks like a Caucasian Brian, um, you know, from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Busy wait a minute, wait a minute. That's Wiener. Actually. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. Oh, Wiener. Yeah, Wiener's styling too. Actually. I know, look at that. Wiener's just, Wiener's just naked. Look at that guy. Dude, Evan Hill's picture. Evan's picture is Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a regularly <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, but Bobby, oh look at look, look at Bobby's beard there in that photo. <laughs> and then we got I we got like and, and then we got Yuck Nasty there. <laughs> we got that display photo of that of that drinking beer there. That's always lovely too. Looking like Bert Kreischer. No, that's Dogger Baby. Dogger Baby looking like Bert Kreischer right there. He does. I will fight you over Bert Kreischer, Michael Deacon. You fucking you're a mark for Bert, aren't you? Oh yeah, I love Bert. Good God. Why do you like Bert Kreischer? Let me hear this. Here, I want to hear you out. Dude, I love his... How, explain to me why he's not a hack in your opinion. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> not at all. Like Tell a me. Hack. 
Tell me, just because he's friends with Joe Rogan, go ahead. Tell me. No, I ain't saying nothing about Joe Rogan. Go ahead. Tell me about Joe's friends. Go ahead. I'm not talking about Joe's friends. Why are you trying to say I'm talking about Joe's friends? Why are you talking about Joe's friends? Uh, no, I just like Michael, um, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Michael. Love That's true. I mean, at least, at least Burt Kreischer is a headline act. I'm more of an opener. He's not a headline hack. He's a headline act. Well, I mean, it's true. You know, I actually have done stand-up before in my time, back in like 2004, 2005. Good you know, I was, you. I, I've uh, done I'm open cool. mic and I've okay. killed before a couple times, but then again, the, the competition, uh, that, you know, the competition was just fucking pathetic. Dude, dude I'm a fucking father. <laughs> I'm a father. I love that fucking comedy. It relates to me. I love his laugh. He, he has right. this, um. Yeah, okay, fucking Bill Burr. Fucking Bill Burr over there. <laughs> you're a Bill Burr fan. You're gonna, you like that Bill Burr, don't you? No, 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 not, not too much. He also like rocks that, he also rocks that family gimmick too. He has been lately. Good God. With his podcast, yes. You know, I can't stand Bill Burr anymore. He used to be fantastic on the O&A show. As now, soon as he started oh talking about God. a family, you, you hate him now, don't you? No, I don't, I don't hate him. I just think he's fucking, <laughs> the guy talks for like an hour by himself. I mean, I'm not really with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, come on. You, you gotta have someone there to react to some of the shit you're saying. You can't yeah. just go on the fucking air by, by yourself. I mean, come Bill on. Burr rants. He, what he has is I like his Bill. Rants. I like he Bill Burr, but, rants. ah, ever since he got married, I just been, fuck Bill Burr. Okay. Okay. Check this <laughs> out. Check this out. I like Burt Kreischer because his pie or his last Netflix special can be timeless. Oh my god. Dude, there's no. His Netflix special. <sighs> Yuck. There's, there's nothing You're that's disappointing. timely. Um, the only thing Bill Burr does is talk about what's going on in the media. Yuck. Nowadays. Yuck, you know, you, you might as well tell me you watched the, the fucking HBO show Crashing for God's sake. No, I never heard of it's it. Fucking never Judd did. Apatow, that fucking hack. Nope, never did. Never Good heard God. Of Crashing, the worst show ever. Dude, I love Bird Crashing. I'll it. fucking argue with you forever, Bum Bird. I don't know. I, I just, media? Bill, I don't know, man. You know, Bird Crasher, I, I just, just don't care for him. Bill Burr is his favorite comedian. Bill Burr is okay, but, you oh, know. Okay. Bill Hicks. My, one of my favorite comedians is actually, um, Patrice O'Neill. Oh. That's a good comedian. No, he's one of my favorite. Can go I, ahead. Go ahead, Wiener. Tag. Can I, can I interject here? Go a ahead, Wiener. You're, the state right. is yours. Michael Deacon, I will do dirt with you any day, but I will say this. I like, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> you don't even know his name. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. Oh and, uh, yeah, classic. Yeah. And I, I gotta go back a little bit further. Um, Dude, Rodney didn't even start until he was in his no. When he blew up, he was in his forties or whatever. Yeah. Late as fuck. I'm actually yeah. gonna invite um Chad Sam Zumach Sam onto the yeah, program. By Sam the way, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with Chad Zumach, but I'm gonna try to get him uh, on the program here. Sounds familiar. He's a, he's another great comedian. He's on the program, uh, Burning Bridges with, uh, with, uh, fucking Brennan. Kevin Brennan. For those that don't mm. know who Kevin Brennan is, he's the older brother of Neil Brennan for, uh, who's a writer for the Chappelle show. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Brennan is, is an amazing comedian, by the way, for those that don't know. 
Uh, Kevin's been in the game for a long time. He actually has a podcast called Burning Bridges and Misery Loves Company. He is probably one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever heard in my entire life. That's uh, Kevin Brennan. Amazing talent. And oh, amazing. Amazing. I actually yeah, asked, I actually so asked. Much beer because of you saying amazing <laughs> so many fucking times. Bro. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great time. Hey. Michael Deacon, we love you. Wiener, tell him you love him. I love you guys. Man, man. I love Max Pole. Love you, man. Bobbies. I'm going to hang you, brother. Yeah, I'll go. You guys for good rest of the show. For sure. I am going to be listening. Thank you, fuckers. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, love I'm going to hang up, too. Yeah, go ahead. Pleasure talking to you all. Nice talking to you. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's true. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Peace Yo. out. <laughs> You know, and there they go. Though, I like people before they blew up, you know, because I like Chris Rock before he blew up. But, you know, he's he still, you know, I, I, there's so many different comedians. So, Yo, uh, just look at uh, Kevin Hart before he blew up. Yeah, Kevin Hart before he blew up. When he was doing stand-up, like, back on, like, He was know, funny. I think he's funny as fuck. I, lo- I love Hell Kevin yeah. Hart. Oh, yeah. I like George Wallace. People might not even know that reference. George Wallace, another great, another great guy. Yeah. There's a lot of great comics out there that a lot of people don't even... Uh, really even know about. I mean, a lot of people yeah. don't even know that I was doing stand-up for, for a couple of years myself. What? Craziness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even talk about that. But again, I, I was an open micer, um, anywhere I can. That's something I don't even talk about, but it's very true. Uh, I killed a couple times, but of course failed miserably, uh, many other times too. That happens. That happens to everybody. It really does. And God, it, it's such, for for anyone out there who's never talked in front of an audience before and actually try to make them laugh, hard, fucking difficult, man. Tough gig. My my <laughs> own my my own parents don't even know I I did stand up before. Mm. But I mean that that was like a love of mine really early on. I really wanted to be a stand up comic for for such a long time, and you know I. I I think about it all the time. I really do want to get back on stage and do it. I really liked it. I'm not gonna lie. Funny you say that. I've always wanted to too. It's it's. You know what though, Michael? That's really uh, helped a lot of people's careers. It's changed their careers. It's given them like movie careers and endorsements. Yeah, that's true. Comedy's been one great way to get into a film. Right. And TV for that matter. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to bring on other comics here, but a lot of times they're a little reluctant, and huh, a little hesitant. I'm surprised. Yeah, they don't want to. I don't know what it is, but I, I mean, think they would be open. To we're, we're just yeah. gonna, we're just gonna riff on things, so I don't understand. And some of these people that I want to bring on, you know, like my YouTube channel actually has more of a following than theirs. Yeah, you you think they'd be eating that up? Yeah, so I'm actually gonna start saying that. Like when I invite other comics, I'm gonna say, "Hey, look, my YouTube channel is actually doing better than yours." Right on. Why can't you be on my show just because? You know, don't be afraid. Else than the exposure. You know, I invited other comics, other mainstream comics before, and, you know, some of them just didn't want to be on, and I understand, but some of the other comics that aren't well-known, you know, they don't, their their YouTube, their YouTube channel is not popping, like, at all. So it's like, mm-hmm. why, why don't you want to be on my show? Yes, it really doesn't, but we'll, we'll try again. We'll, we'll see what we could do. Maybe some of these other guys will come on. We'll see what happens, and, you know... Uh, comedy is something I've, I've always loved and I utilize throughout all the interviews I've ever done. You know, if you listen to some random mm-hmm. interview I've done, I, I always get the guests laughing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's the way it goes. Right on to that. It's hard to find a good comedy movie nowadays, though, isn't it? Kind of is. It's a little difficult. A lot of them aren't aren't that good nowadays. They're kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as funny as they used to be. Yeah. Not at all. It seems like the comic book, the superhero movies are comedies now. Pretty. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, those are like funnier than the actual comedies that they put out now. Yep. I'm looking at Evan J. Hill here, and he's saying, calling Bobby when Busy Bone is on the, the show. Amazing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is that story? I got a note. I know. I want another. Uh, Max, we'll talk off air, Max. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll, you're going to tell Max, but you're not going to tell me. Off air. Okay, off uh-huh. air. You better tell me. Yeah. Oh, he'll tell you. He'll I'm tell curious me. about what By- Byron told you. <laughs> yeah, I'm using his, yeah, I'm using his real name because I, you know. <laughs> we're going to move on. I want to know. <laughs> I got to know. Yeah, it's, sounds like it hits close to home there. You can't be a cock tease, Bobby. Come on. Off air. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> you're, you're pulling a fucking, you're, you're fucking pulling an opie here. Leave it alone. Uh-huh. Leave it yeah, alone. At least, huh? I'm not say, at least I'm not saying no. <laughs> That's true. That's true. At least, at least you're not being that resistant. It's, it's very rare that he's willing to tell anybody about this. <laughs> Amazing. But by the way, Mike. but by the way, Bobby, uh, you know, we are coming to a close here. It's 11.55 p.m. here on the West Coast. Um, Bobby, um, I do want to give you this time to leave us with any sort of message you have before you partake in going away. I, I guess that extends to either, either of us Bobbies, huh? That's true. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start off by saying, uh, yeah, man, check us out. Check us out on the Inhuman Experience. Again, we're we're still young in the game. We're still trying to find our voices, and um, we're just just a couple of guys talking about things. Bobby, we're not by the way, to educate him. By the way, Bobby, yeah. I could I could hear your voice just fine. I don't think you need to search your voice. Mm-hmm. I could hear you. Oh well, good. So it's all right. Don't everybody worry. else, <laughs> everybody else, uh, try to find our voice. Michael's doing just fine. Uh, but we're just, we're still trying to figure, figure our, ourselves out and where we want to go with the, with the show. Uh, so, um, I mean, check us out. Be a little, be patient with us. Um, we don't know anything. We're just, like, we're not experts. Um, <laughs> we're not experts. We're not, we're not fucking brain surgeons, rocket scientists. We just, we're just a couple of guys talking about weird shit that pops into our head. So just follow us along, you know. Use guys. <laughs> you sound like a fucking New Yorker now. Use guys. <laughs> oh, man, I love this. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Good God. So any final words before we um wrap up here? The like I said, the stage is yours, Bobby. Go ahead. Which Bobby? Me now? Bobby Anthem. Yeah. We're, we're, oh, was Bobby that your final words, Anthem. Bobby Anthem? Oh, well, shit. I mean, what? I, I was... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spotlight. Yeah. I don't have much else to say. Um, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Um, again, check us out, The Inhuman Experience. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you would like, at Bobby Anthem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
check out some of my other friends in podcasting. Uh, we have lots of them. Yuck Nasty, of course, uh, with Get in the Corner. Uh, another podcast that I appear on actually is Saturday Morning Cartoons. Um, that's Morning with a U, where, um, yeah, we discuss, uh, all of the cartoons that we all grew up watching. I have a, I'm not a host, but I have a segment on the show. Is that on Comedy Central? It is not, but that would be nice. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering. That would be nice. It's a podcast. You you should have called me a piece of shit right there. Why would I do that? Because it would have been been funny if you did. Oh, well, then you're a piece of shit. There you go. I love that. everything, isn't it? Amazing. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't have much else. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bobby Anthem. Loved having you here, and it's been an incredible night. Uh, amazing indeed. And by the way, uh, Bobby Blades, go ahead and leave us with your final message. Uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna follow along with what my partner in crime, Bobby Anthem, said. You know, check us out. Um, we're still we're 12 episodes deep, but each one is getting a little bit better. So you know, you might find something you like. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Anunnaki Rob. I hope you know how to spell it. <laughs> um, Anunnaki I'm Rob. Gonna... By the way, where where did that come from? By the way, because you oh, you were a big uh, fan of the Anunnaki. What what happened there? Explain. Oh, yeah, Go ahead. Oh well, that came from uh, Bobby put me on to the Zechariah Sitchin books, and yeah, you know I thought that shit was cool, so I was like, hey, you know what? <laughs> we'll be the Anunnaki. Yafu's on on those on that mushroom trip. That's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So. Well, I do want to thank both of you guys so much for being a part of the program. It's been fun, and I do wish you the very best. And of course, we'll do this again on the other side. Absolutely. All right, guys. I love both of you guys very much, and we'll part ways here. All right, man. You take care. Have a good night. All right, Bobbies. There go the Bobs. Peace. And Max Cole, you are left here with me. Man, what a show. Wasn't that amazing? God, it's that's just an understatement. Were, were you listening to the program in your car? Yeah, I was, man. It was sounding so good, man. Did it really? Especially, and by we got a little bit of rain out here, so there's rain coming down. I'm hearing the rain hit the oh, car. Oh, wow. Just chilling. And, it, and I actually parked in the parking lot and was just listening to it. It was like an ambient field of, of joy. Oh, man. Especially wow. with Especially with the stuff I just, I'm, I'm pretty lit. I'll just say that. Have you have you been smoking? Is that what's going on? Uh, you know, if, uh, uh, yeah, I've been pretty. Uh, yeah, oh my god, I'd have, I've had a. That's I've amazing. Had a, I've had a good a good night, uh, to say the least. So uh, it's right. been good vibes. Just listening, you know, hearing your voice come on there, booming voice on the mic, and then all the folks that were in here were killing it. Isn't that killing amazing? It. They've all brought the ray game, right? Oh man. It's just been a great, great night. It really has. I've had a great time here. And, of course, I do want to thank you very much, Max, for being a part of the program. Uh, any final words before we cut you loose? You shout out to everybody who tunes in. Uh, that Inhuman podcast, that's 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 what's up. Uh, they talk about a variety of different things, so I want to give them a shout out, uh, you know, to everybody that uh, tunes in, you know, and, and drops out with you, man. It's It's a hell of a ride. It's great what you're doing. And, uh, well, thank you for you saying know, that. You know, you're, you're a good man. It's been, it's been fantastic. So, uh, keep up the, you know, great work. 2019, you know, sending you some positive vibes from Los Angeles. 
Thank you very much, Max. And we'll talk again in the very near future. I do want to thank you very much for being a part of the program. And of course, I do want your final word, which would translate to goodbye to most of America out there. Go ahead, Max. I will say salute and many blessings in 2019 to everyone. Amazing. Well, thank you, Max, for being a part of the program. And I'll talk to you very shortly, my friend. All right. Cheers, my friend. Mahalo. Mahalo. And there he goes. That was Max Cole. And if you are listening to this on a replay, keep in mind, you can listen every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on the TuneIn radio app. And, of course, if you enjoyed this program and want to help fund the program and help the program keep expanding, go to michaeldeacon.com and donate any amount you'd like. I profoundly appreciate that very much. That's a very kind gesture on your part. I'm Michael Deacon. Thank you for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.